This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast. After the gig stories and before the gig music prep with everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. What's happening? Oh, bo, 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 bo. First and foremost, I got to tell you this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. Big shout to my people at BeatSource, the team over there. If you don't know yet, BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. And if you have not been on there yet, go explore all the amazing music and curated playlists that we've got on there. We have music for your live streams, for your mixtapes, all this quarantine stuff. We got it. We got you locked in. Okay. We got acapellas, instrumentals, all that curated. So go peep it. BeatSource.com. And, uh, yo, I feel pretty comfortable now. We're getting good at these quarantine podcasts, being away from the guest. I would not even be mad if I had to live my life like this for longer. (laughs) Um, So, today on the podcast, we're doing it again. We got someone who has the skills to pay the bills, to quote the Beastie Boys. He's a super well-rounded DJ. He does everything from nightclubs to bars to private events to touring with artists to a million other things, DJing in stadiums, going all over the world. I'm going to tell you about him. He was traveling the world up to the last second until we got shut down from this coronavirus, COVID-19. So I need you guys to welcome, give a big welcome to DJ Zo. What up, world? What up, DJ Spider? That's right. Welcome to the 20 podcast. DJ Zo, aka Zomano. That's if you want to find him online. Zomano. Zomano. That's it, baby. Thank you for having me. Yes, so because glad to have you on. Thing is bothering me actually. Look so. at that! You should keep, have it spinning, have it not. Every week we get a new ba- crazy background. Look at that! Yeah, the arm <laughs> up here is a natural resting position, you know. Yeah. So for the audio people, he has his arm resting on his turntable, and he was asking me before, "Does this look natural?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> I have a mic stand, so I was like, "What should I do with my arm?" So I'm right like, here. "Nothing right now is natural, so it doesn't matter. Anything we do is totally cool. I could just have like a computer on my head and like, you know, whatever." pantsless right now so this is you know i like this yeah i think we're all pantsless <laughs> we i got i got hand sanitizer ready already <laughs> i'm six um, feet away from my screen too actually so yeah i know <laughs> I, I think they just found out that you could get it through facetime yeah. if you talk so be careful but i got you uh, <laughs> yo so thank you for being on it's a 20 you, podcast. Yeah. We normally go through a few songs from the 20 playlist, which is an amazing playlist on BeatSource. Um, shout to Kid Spin for putting it together, but we're not doing that today. You can't hear the music that good on Zoom. I mean, I see people have been doing these beat battles and the sound is so horrible and there's still a lot of people really watching. Bad. Did you watch yeah, that uh, little John T-Pain one? Yeah. I mean, I watched almost that the whole tight. thing. It was, was super tight. tight. I mean, there's almost 300,000 people watching. Like amazing, like just that in itself is so dope. And but the only thing with those beat battles, like I see people talking shit. Some of the like super MPC two thousand super beat maker type people are like, this ain't a beat battle. This is just people playing hits. But yeah. at the same time, the sound is so bad that if you don't know, <laughs> you have to know the hits. If you don't know it, it just sounds like weird sounds. Yeah, it's like a it's like a sound clash battle. Like right, like a real beat battle wouldn't work because it's not doing justice to the people's beats. I feel like 
I think people are, oh, this is probably a topic we'll discuss, but uh, when you go split stream, the sound quality on IG Live just goes to crap, I think. Yo, it goes to crap, and then it never goes back, though. Yeah, once they leave, I notice it stays right. bad. So I've seen like people, oh, we bring them in the chat, and they're DJing, it sounds great, and then they come back, and it never goes back to normal. So that sucks. <laughs> but you've been streaming on, have you gone on any uh, IG Lives or Twitches or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I've done I so I've been like staying up so late every night till like my eyes are bleeding trying to figure out the best way to do this Twitch stuff and learning like OBS and Streamlabs and everything. Um I've done an IG live. I did one with my son because I'm stuck at oh, home. Oh yeah, that was tight. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I so that. we did one called In the House. We we're stuck in the house, my seven year old. He helped me pick a bunch of the songs. We had props, we went crazy. It was super fun, but I want to start doing some just DJ Spider type ones and get on Twitch and, you know, get into that. Um, Twitch is the wave because I've done a couple too, and I see Twitch is definitely the most friendly. Right. And then the interaction in the chat room is popping. Right. But I think I noticed that Twitch, it has its own like culture, I think mainly because, you know, it's yes. a lot of gamers are on there and a totally. lot of like IRL in real life streamers, they have their yes. own thing going so yeah i made a mistake we were, we were going on twitch on my boys channel and, uh, yeah. and then uh i called it like twitching and referred to them as twitchers and oh, like no. they're like a big no-no they're like <laughs> they put the f like f f f f you know wow that's crazy i didn't know that did you know that no i didn't know that <laughs> it's like calling san francisco sf yeah <laughs> oh frisco you getting oh yeah frisco you're getting big trouble um, that's, that's crazy. No, I know. I mean, that's been the battle. I feel like among a lot of DJs and like people at home, let us know what you think. But is that I tell all the DJs, yo, use Twitch because they have eased up the most on the restrictions from pulling you off. Yeah. The sound quality is the best. The interaction is the best. But I think the reaction from a lot of the DJs are they have to rebuild their whole following. Yeah. Um, yeah so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because IG, you know, really is where everyone is. Right. You're asking them to do an extra thing, download Twitch, make it. Right. But it might be for the best. Yeah. yeah. Because like the, um, like I saw Scratch Bastard, he was doing YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram Live yesterday all at once. Oh, wow. And um, I think he's streaming from that website. It's Lula.tv. I think I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, and you could send it to all of it. But he got, and he had like one point something thousand uh, on YouTube Live. And it it said, this has been stopped due to copyright issues in the middle of it. And then Twitch kept going and Instagram Live, I think, cuts you off here and there. But yeah, it's like just a matter of figuring it out, you know, and like, he has such a big following on YouTube that it was dope, but, and his Twitch had like 40 people compared to the thousands on everything else. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. We're just figuring I wonder it if out. like they, they, if someone at IG is like just watching every single live and say, okay, this person, you know, Michelle Obama is in there. Let's let this, let's let this uh, stream ride. Uh, That's this what I'm one, wondering. Let's, uh, let's cut this one. Right. Like is D nice just like exempt and whitelisted yeah. from it or how does that work? I don't know. Maybe they're looking at it and say, oh, this is popping. Let's let's let it keep going. Right. Like this is worth us getting in trouble for. I mean, all of it is is that those sites will get in trouble for you playing unauthorized music, I guess. Yeah. I've seen some people do some things, which I don't know if it really 
does anything but they'll like pin a, t- a thing and say i do not own the rights to this music right but that's pretty much the equivalent of those facebook posts where it's like you know someone's like i do not give permission <laughs> to the government to access you know <laughs> yeah exactly can't do anything yeah about i don't it. think that's doing shit you know or it's like when you used to make mixtapes and just put promo only yeah. it's like okay what are you not going to get arrested the fbi is not coming to your house now like what if you do the whole mix and you just turn the key lock off and pitch it down like two I saw people say that, do, do the pitch down, do, you know, so many different things, you know, but I don't know. I think we're just all figuring it out, but it does make it hard to spend tons of time setting up your whole stream. If it's just going to get shut down for sure. Um, and I saw Chris Via posting, Oh, we, I got all these strikes or something. Yeah. They said they're going to ban his account. He created another one. So I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to work on it more, but I'm going to try to just focus on Twitch. Twitch seems fun too, because I want to do like crowdsourced blends. Like I have like, I found an acapella that had like 10 different dope instrumentals. I want to talk to the crowd and have them. Oh, you should edit this part. Sent. I saw Mr. Carmack last night. He had on his screen, send samples to this email right now. People were emailing him and he was dragging him in his Ableton live and putting him on. And then the chat room was sending him the lyrics and he was singing it into a vocoder. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Kenny Beats has a dope uh, Twitch stream, too. And he does stuff like that. Kenny Beats has probably the best one I've seen, like so organized and dope and interactive. And it's cool, too, because you can share the screen and then you can like have people call in. and Right. You know. I know. So Twitch, I think, is the move. That's my advice. IG Live, YouTube, all that stuff. I'm sure it's cool, but um, they're, I don't know. You know, they'll crack down yeah. on you more at this point. I've only really used IG Live and uh, Twitch. And I'd say, you know, there's definitely more viewers on IG Live. But Twitch right. has been more fun and just interacting with all the fans. And they've got their own cool little, like, subculture of, you know, right. Tur- and everything that I, I, I'm not really aware of. and I know. You know I know. In a way, I thought... And all this crazy shit that's like I didn't even know about. So it's kind of dumb. Totally. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking like, are they going to be pissed that the music people are trying to come into their world? Well, I think I read something that Twitch and SoundCloud are, are trying to partner up about something. I don't know if... No, they did it. I, I did it. So if you have a SoundCloud Premiere or Pro account, you send... You fill out this form... And they send it to Twitch and they fast track your account to become an affiliate account right away. What is um, it happens when you become an affiliate account? Um, usually you have to have a certain amount of broadcast, certain amount of followers, certain amount of stream numbers to become an affiliate. And once you're an affiliate, you can start, I think, correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I think you can start accepting subscribers, which instead of people following your page, which you can do on the free they can subscribe, which I think you get paid off of. Oh, wow. Um, so I think to subscribe, it costs like $6 to buy a coin. You send that coin to them, and then maybe they split it with Twitch. I don't know. I'm just learning. I but like I executives are just all scrambling because this is like a new landscape. So like, yeah. let's figure out whatever we can do. And Right. So this is all new. Right. Therapy. So I think you can donate. You can get donations. You can create a Discord channel. Like All these things you can do as an affiliate when before you could just stream kind of. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're learning as we go. It's a whole new job for us as DJs. 2020. I saw a tweet. It was like, 2020 is about to be a movie. And it was like, yeah, I am legend. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like 20 movies all put together. It's like pandemic contagion. I am legend. like, 
I started uh, watching one Truman of Show. Yeah, I had to like turn it off. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. I know. I saw that's trending on Netflix. I'm like, I don't want to watch that right now. I'm living it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, all right. Well, yo, for our show, as things have been ch- uh, changing, we've been trying to adapt. And I thought um, that we should implement something before we start. Since we can't do the 20 playlist, we should do the quarantine quiz. All right, let's do it. I like it. Are you open for this? I just came up. Okay, I came up with just a few questions. If you have any ideas off those and you want to quiz me back, I'm cool with it. But uh, all right, quarantine quiz. Here we go. Sound effects. I got nothing. Um, All right. During the quarantine, how many showers do you take (laughs) per week? (laughs) Well, it's funny because... (laughs) um, so we were texting before about like <laughs> getting set up and everything. And then I was like, yes. yeah, I need a little time. I need to take my weekly shower, <laughs> which was kind of a joke, but kind of serious. Maybe it's kind you know, of true. Maybe okay. like uh, every day, other day. Okay. So you're going to go every yeah, other day. Every other day. All right. So you do, you? A, you do about three to four showers a week. I didn't take a shower yesterday. Okay. I didn't either. <laughs> I've been wearing this sweatshirt too for like, four days <laughs> yo everybody has i see everyone's live streams and instagrams and they've had the same sweatshirt on like this podcast is the only thing that makes me change my sweatshirt because i'm like okay i gotta record a new thing I, let's find the, oh i haven't worn this in a minute <laughs> yeah, all my like i was i did some other live streams and i i think i was wearing this as well so <laughs> don't roast me guys in the comments <laughs> there's no rules and there's also no reason to buy shoes right now i mean yeah. when no one's been even wearing shoes i don't think barefoot right now you, you guys want to see my feet <laughs> yeah yeah let's see them <laughs> me too How, i got socks <laughs> i'm actually barefoot so that's no for me <laughs> we can see the smells emanating i'm gonna start a dj only fans for my feet <laughs> That might get big. That might get bigger than some people's Twitch and Instagram. That's the other funny thing is, yes, Instagram Live is dope. I think everybody should do it. And I'm not hating. And I love it all. But is it really worth it if you're Instagram Living to two people? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I log on these. Sometimes there's two people or there's seven people. And I'm like, fuck. Then they see me and they'll be like, spider in the house. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, shit. I'm stay. like, oh, and then I'll be like, sounds good. I'm actually going to watch a TV show or like <laughs> I'm club hopping right now. Like, uh, don't call me out. I wish it would show when I leave, too. You know, spider entered three seconds later. He's left because <laughs> that's what I do. I flip through them almost like I'm changing channels on my yeah. TV now. So well, sometimes Instagram will like log you into a. Th- oh, I hate that. Like, what the hell? I'm like, no, I'm watching this weird rappers thing or, you That's know, why I've been really selective too with, with lives because, well, first of all, I'm afraid I, I'm not going to have a lot of people tune in, but I know strategically, you know, hopping on lives of like, I did one with LAFC. So that was like, yo, that was dope. The, yeah, the only, only thing is was I, that the, the sound. Dual, yeah. You know, I know. I mean, so no, your set was tight. I watched it. It was a great idea. I love the idea of collaborating with brands, but the sound was so bad. I think something happens when when you once you go into that dual screen, it disregards the Go Mixer Pro or the iRig. It just goes, oh it, no, it does. I tested that, that out right because I tried to do a trivia thing during my set where I grab people in, and the second I would grab them in, it would kill my Go Mixer live. Any input. I wonder if there's any other devices besides iRig and the Go Mix Pro. You think this is a thing for every um, single time it's split screen? 
Well, I think you got to use Lula TV. Oh, get the, the thing you're talking about, yeah. And it'll broadcast straight to your Instagram, and then you can do stuff like this. But then that eliminates other things. There's always a pro and con, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. Like, it's almost like, damn, if there's not that many people watching me, and I'm have a ch- and i not DJing in a bar for money for yeah. 20 people, then I should maybe be working on, like, a video or a mix or a right. song or a beat I could sell yeah. after this, you know? Well, after that LAFC one, so actually, you know, shout out to the LAFC. Day. Oh, yeah. Huge you know, that shout. Was, that, was, that was fun. But I'm not going to lie. Afterwards, I was kind of discouraged because it sounded like the quality, sound quality was shit. So I was just like, uh, let me just go live on my regular one. And then that sound quality was like way better. And then on that one, I was just fucking around having some fun. Right. Oh, I, was, I caught I caught some of your one on. It was you were killing it. You were like all over the place. Yeah, I like to jump around because, you know, when are you going to have a chance to really like play like that? Besides maybe like OTR bus or uh, right. 82 or something. You know? No, it was so fun. You were like playing up tempo disco type things and everything scratching like crazy. It was. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. I was I was like about to watch Tiger King with my wife and then. Uh, I was like watching your thing. She's like, come on. I'm like, oh, have you heard right. that Joe Exotic uh, song, Here Kitty Kitty? No. Bro, that one is a banger. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Here Kitty Yo, Kitty. You could have played it. <laughs> That's that tight. Oh my God. I know. How many people are remixing Joe Exotic after this? I moved my arm down. I was getting, I'm putting it over here now. <laughs> okay. Put it like this. Throat and bows. Um, all right, shoot. Our, our our quarantine quiz got killed. Okay, so quarantine quiz. Shout. How many showers a week? You're going with three to four. Three to four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we go four to five. We're counting a seven day week. Oh, you're lying. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. How about have you? <laughs> you're, so you're telling me you're staying with your girl, right? Yes, uh, I am. Yeah, quarantine over here. Have you changed your sheets yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but actually just this morning we were like we should change the sheets yeah me too we were like last week i was like i think we gotta change the sheets like and i have a kid too so i'm like okay i gotta change all i gotta do mad shit in my house like so yeah because i'm like how many people out there have just not changed their sheets the whole fucking time <laughs> also during quarantine i'm like fuck it let's eat in bed like, right. there's no rules all right so all the listeners please write us in too how many times have you guys changed your sheets and how many showers a week all right question three um how many songs have you deleted or added from your serato during this time oh, man. Um, any organization that is a very good question deleted um i, I actually am pretty good about just keeping you know the songs that i need right besides maybe from like 2015 and before all of that is just like crazy but then everything right. after that i was kind of like taking a you know a step and like ah, i don't really need this one to lead it so right. i'm not really a That's hoarder good. in that sense good um but then downloading new songs i probably added maybe like 400 300 or 400 new songs like uh the joe exotic you know, got a couple of versions of that, you know, yes. and then uh, DJ City, of course, staying up on, on DJ City, Beat Source. Right. And, um, what else? Uh, oh, I've been doing a, a, a Twitch podcast. It's probably something else to talk about, but with, with yeah. my boy. So I've been loading up on like all the sound effects, you know, so I, I probably downloaded like 50 
noob sound effects as well. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, but how does that apply in the Twitch podcast? Oh, because it's kind of a multimedia show. Like he'll he'll introduce it, and then like we're just off the wall. Like I'll play like the Sanford and Sons theme song, and he'll like come walking in and be like, "Hello," blah, blah. and then I'll play like, and he'll kill the music, and we're like, "Okay, we got a little update. Update on sports." There's none. And then I'll put like, or I'll put like, oh, I love that. And so you guys do it fully in Twitch, like a TV show, and then just put it out like that. We do it every Friday at uh, 5 p.m. Yep. So, like, from on what what channel? uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash dumbfounded live. Oh, okay. I got to watch. I tour with a lot, a rapper from from LA. So, dope. Multimedia show. He's pretty funny. He does stand up comedy also. So, it's real entertaining. We take calls and, I roast the callers like they ask something stupid, like, you know, I'll hit them with X Files, like Illuminati <laughs> noise yes. or something. Or the oh, dude, that's SVB, amazing. Like, brum, brum. <laughs> wow, I might have to take this show to that level if uh, we don't get back <laughs> to the office soon. <laughs> that's tight. That's super dope. And how do you take the calls? Like, just on any Discord. Had, so, so we make them download Discord, and uh, with Discord, then it can pop up on the screen. And we have an operator that's kind of running the Twitch. So, He'll bring up the call up or uh, FaceTime. We, you know, we'll do a FaceTime and then stream it to uh, streamcast to, to the to the green screen, which is behind him. So then they're behind him on the green screen. Oh, wow. So it's it's I, I had nothing to do with the production. I just wait. What is it. Discord? We talked about it last week and I was still trying to figure it out. It's, it's like a, its own chat room. I'm not too sure, but Discord is it's in cahoots with Twitch in some way and that right. people want to call in that they have to call in on discord, you know? And uh, uh, I think it's a queue. I don't know if you remember like pal talk back in the day, like people would scratch on that. I think it's like, you, you know, you go on the discord and then it's like, you know, Oh, uh, DJ Zoe wants to you know call in and then oh, DJ spider wants to call in and or JR wants to call in. So they go uh, order and then, you know, and it's like a chat room that's connected yeah. to only that channel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I signed up on the Kenny Beats Discord, and then I'm just looking at it like, what the hell am I doing right now? <laughs> I think it's because there's a queue, maybe, and they're probably mad people, you know, were ahead of the queue. Oh, uh, okay. I'm actually not too sure at all because I just right. stay behind the DJ during yeah. the whole time, and the operators doing the Twitch. No, all Check good. <laughs> that's 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 super dope, though. Um, I gotta peep that. All right, you? Del- what about Del- uh, what about your? What was the original question? How many have you deleted? How many I don't even added? know. Oh, uh, dude, every night I'm like, yo, I'm going to sit down because I am a hoarder. <laughs> I'm the worst of the worst. And I've been on Serato since like 2005. Yeah. So my shit is just stacked with yeah. unneeded bullshit. Um, so I have just all I've done is add. I've been trying to delete. And then I just I honestly wait till too late to do it. and I start nodding off. I'm like, oh, I'm not even awake for this. So. It's I need to sit and get a thing, right? To just be like, I need to do it. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. It's, yeah. It's like what I'd, I'd rather just work on a beat or make a mix or work on this or do a live stream. You know, sometimes I feel like, like your mental clarity, you, you can't relax until you, you know, understand, like realize, okay, all my crates are in order, at least I know. For me sometimes, which no, is you're what right. I do during this, this quarantine, like, uh, Pretty much what I like to do after gigs is like, I know a lot of DJs do this too, is just review the history and then drag it into like a separate crate. And then you could be like, you know, March 17th, Singapore. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, this is what I played. And then you could be like, oh, this worked, this didn't work. Yeah. And then I like to like put in the comments section, like the next song maybe. But then my shit starts to look fucking nuts. 
you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then, it's good for searching and stuff. Yeah, it is good for search. But the one thing that I did do for uh, when I have doubles, I have like probably like 10 versions of Blow the Whistle. Yeah. I, I'll put like Blow the Whistle this one. So then I'm like, right. oh, okay, this is the one to play. <laughs> but why don't you delete the other ones? I know, exactly. I should have <laughs> been doing that. Um, I know. I, I do, but I actually do that exact same thing. I put this one or best yeah. one, the best one or something. It's like and producers then, that are like final, 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 right. final, final. Final version 8.5 <laughs> with vocals louder. I know. So that's interesting though. Any other like organization tips for your for your Serato? Um, yeah, I've, I... I've lately, like maybe in the past three years, been kind of uh, approaching it like venue based and vibe based. Right. So yeah, I have like a whole crate that's like for Asia. You know, I'm like, oh, these particular ones I can play when I when I'm touring in Asia, and then I'll even reference some of my past gigs in there. Like for example, you know, the Singapore C'est La Vie, that's yeah. a, over there. I'll, I'll I'll drag that in there, and then I'll look at that history and like I'll put like a color on you know particular joint that i noticed that work and then i'll drag that into like the heavy hitter crate of asia uh, right and then kind of d doing it vibe like that and then like you know vegas get the vegas stuff some of the asia stuff works yeah and then, like for lack of a better word i have a, a crate called like alt club which is going to be like you know shania twain and Okay. You know, weird shit that i like that you can't necessarily play in like these big clubs but Right. So basically, my shit looks nuts. Like I only understand the code. I even put emojis in some of them. Like, oh, the one with the emoji. Right. Open that folder. <laughs> I know. No, everyone has their own method. I mean, I have the same thing. I like to approach it by the vibe, the club, the spot. Like, because it's so different. Yeah. You know, or if it's like the do over, like per per party. You know. Um. But then I get so I have so many. I'm lost when I'm in my mix. I'm like, oh, I can't find anything. I want to almost search the playlist. Uh, more than the song sometimes. So another thing I noticed I've been doing is like maybe every six months, I'll just create a new crate and then I'll just start dragging shit at there in there. Like, because I notice if I, if I play from the other crates, I'll be playing a lot of the same shit. Right. Then if I, if I start a new crate, you know, there can be like maybe the song from fucking, you know, the eighties that I forgot about, or maybe the song from the two thousands that I forgot about. Right. And I'll, my, within that particular dump crate, I'll call it like, you know, March dumps new, and then like there'll be a sub crate alt, and then there'll be a sub crate like Liddy, and then a sub crate like, you know, banger loops. And then that way it gives me a fresh start. So I could DJ on my regular crates, and then I'm like, man, I'm playing the same shit. Oh, let me click on this new thing that I just, you know, yeah. created. Look here a little bit. Right. 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 Me too, a little. No, that's dope. Yeah. It's just all about having your tools lined up. Like, yeah to attack you don't know, be able to like go in and, and not be some confused. people that don't even use crates they just go off the top like just yeah off. well that i had dj excel on here and he gave this whole long uh organization method and it was with no crates it was crazy yeah. um yeah, I, I, so. my brain doesn't work like that yeah it was really interesting dynamics did a whole breakdown of his then excel did his and then I had cut corners to talk about it from serato but Matt is the most organized. No, you know? funny enough, he had the least to say about it. I mean, less out of the three of them, he had the least to say. Um, I'm sure he's very organized. He's a very <laughs> um, <laughs> organized dude. But like it was, um, yeah. 
but it but but excel was like crazy at like scientific methods um but it yeah. just doesn't work for me i need the crates like i'd rather go into this little crate and just work out of it and then yeah. go out you know yeah. and if it's too much shit, i just get confused and it slows me down almost like paralyzes me in a way do you prepare like um i mean i not to prepare uh pain i use that right. also like let's say like so for example we were in vegas together we were djing yeah how much do you prepare for you know a gig like that i always have this vision like when i get booked i have a vision like oh yeah. I'm going to prepare so much for this. And then somehow I'm like, oh, I'm DJing there tomorrow and I haven't even started yet. <laughs> um, but I try to prepare as much as possible. Like either I'll do what you said. I'll go through older crates where I knew I had sections that worked in certain ways that might work in this club. Yeah. Um, and then drag them into a thing. Or I like to just make one whole new thing of like from new songs or ones I forgot about stuff that I want to just play at this club. If I'm going to do on the record, it's going to be different than the yeah. Hakkasan hip hop night or then doing the do over than doing. It's always different. Um, and then I just and now I've gotten in the habit of making one. Let's say I'm going to do on the record. I'll make a master crate for it. Then I'll make these sub crates underneath of like just in, who knows what's going to happen that night. You know, what's like your, what's your deepest sub crate? How many levels are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, tr I try to make as little as possible, but I'll just make like, you know, hip hop, big room, hip hop hitter type shit, you know, and then like, like club up tempo stuff. But the stuff. Like, I'm not going to play like EDM type stuff at on the record. So, right. but I, I still want to play up tempo. I'll play like Dombreski soul yeah. sacrifice or, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that version is tight with, uh, uh, I play that funky music. Have you heard that blend? Of no. those two? Oh, that one is dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like, you know, just, I go by the vibe of it. So whether, no matter what tempo I'm playing, I'm going to play the right vibe for that spot. So just try to organize it like that. Like, okay. Um, you know, that's it. And then make, okay, these are dope acapella loops that could work if I want to get in or out of things. Yeah. Oh, I want to hit, go to 110 BPM and I can't get there. I'm just going to drop it and be like, you know. Right, right. Like, come I put on, those come in on, my let's holy do it, let's shit. Do it. Great. This is like, okay, you can get out of any situation. Right. So you, yeah. It's like the, the, you know, get out of jail card. Exactly. Great. Like if you're playing the Shania Twain and it didn't work like you thought it would, yeah. then you're like, boom, here we go. Yeah. Fat man scoop, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I mean, I try to just be as organized as you can. My goal though, is to get my thing just so organized that I can hit any club, but it doesn't, it's just not, man. You're going to have to delete shit and might as well start new at that point. I man. know I want to, I, I keep trying a million different things. There's no good I answer. Pretty much do start new, but then I just do it below. So I have like me too. Everything above is like, I kind of don't look at it, but then yeah, like, me too, but it's yeah. there. And yeah. then actually Matt from, uh, Serato cut corners showed me, you can delete them, delete the crates out of your computer so they don't load up but save them oh um, yeah so then you can you don't have to have them in there but i still haven't done that i've done that before when you accidentally delete a crate right and then you'd have to drag it back in yeah it's yeah but you can do it from the back end pull them all out and then only have your ones but like because i made like a 2020 these are all my songs i want to play in 2020 but then yep. i still keep going back to my old shit so i don't know i think this quarantine will be good because Everyone's going to reevaluate like their style and yep. 
they want to hear. And even even DJs that are wanting to play music right now and they don't have any opportunity except for to go on live, like, you know, I mean, it depends on the DJ. But for me, I don't want to play like club records when I'm on live. I want to play like rare grooves and yeah. funky shit and shit that I want to hear in the car, shit that I just want to fuck around with. You know, I love I YG. Know. I'm not going to play like YG album like on my live. You can listen to that on your Apple Music if you want, you know, like. Right. Or or I've seen people coming out with these schedules, which I'm not mad at. You know what I mean? It's like Friday night, oh, we in the club. Yeah, yeah. Rare Groove Mondays, you know, like uh, work on Ableton with the crowd Tuesdays, you know, like stuff like that could work too. If But, but same, because I do get in the mode where I just want to play underground hip hop. But then I'm like, Shit, a lot of the same people that were in the club are out there still watching. Yeah. So that's true. So that, that happened, for example, we were I was on Twitch last uh excuse me, um on Friday when we did our Twitch and yeah. Then towards the end of the night I do about an hour and a half of just mixing. Okay. Whereas before I'd do ten minutes here and there and just talk shit, sound effects. And then the end right. I just close it out with mixes. Yeah. And I was busting through all these like old routines that I had from like, you know, ten years ago because I just wanted wanted to do them as I haven't done them in so long. Like right. you know, with like songs from no doubt and like Lenny Kravitz and shit like that, but like going dope in and out, like flowing through it for sure. And then some fucker on there was like, play some 2020 shit. And I just like, I was like, yo, you're on my Twitch right now. And I'm going <laughs> to play whatever the fuck I want to play. <laughs> I don't know why I got pissed. <laughs> I was like, if you want to catch me playing some new shit, like come back to you know Vegas when it opens up. We'll, I'll play yeah. it for you over there. But for now I'm playing, Bob James, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's the truth. Like, we're here. That, oh, that's shit, the I beauty. Can't hear you, spider. Oh, okay. Yo, yo. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you know what? This is the beauty of running through S9. <laughs> it's because I, I uh, didn't know what to do with my hand and I put the fader down and you're on you're on channel oh, that's one. That's amazing. Show, show, oh, show them how we got an echo going on here. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got, we, we got real DJ shit so, happening right now. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, who knows uh we were talking about yelling at people on your twitch oh, for no requests people, yeah <laughs> and then my boy afterwards was he does twitch the operator tony he's like man he's like just you get there's trolls he's like there's a lot of trolls like right don't talk to them i, like, I mean I the same trolls the same shit. trolls from the club that are like yo can you hear this song you know oh, man you know what uh i have some some like sound tech homies that are real like aggressive with that like uh in Singapore, in Say La Vida, someone did that. The guy, fucking shout out to Placo, he, he works there. He, he took his phone and he just put it behind the DJ and then just like left and walked over. And then the guy was just looking like, can I have my phone for like 20 minutes? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yo, enough with the phone in the face. <laughs> this is probably just going to make it worse, though. <laughs> They're going to now well, be you know, just. <laughs> Someone told me this. They're like, yeah, when they give you your phone, just open up like their Venmo and Venmo yourself like hundred dollars. Yo, yeah, that's I don't hilarious. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. And go song request. <laughs> Charge. Shit. It's like, yo, you made the request. That's uh, you know, it's just like going into a restaurant. That's so funny. All right, yo, we're still in this quarantine quiz. Actually, the quarantine quiz is now leading to so many topics. I'm not mad at this. I, like it. I, I no. thought we were gonna bust through it, but this is great. Um. <laughs> All right. Actually, my next question was what we were just talking about. Yeah. How many live streams do you watch a day? Mm. So let's see. I definitely click on all the homies stuff just yeah. to click, check it out. Support, it's been a lot. Drop right? some, 
emojis. Yeah. I'd say maybe like three or four okay. a day. Um, you know, I don't know if I have ADD or what, but it's, it's like really hard for me to, maybe cause it's on the phone. If it was on the computer or like right. on a TV or something like, I, you know, I don't want to be holding it the whole time. Yeah. Like maybe my endurance is I'm, I'm like five minutes in the live and then right. I'll look on Twitter. I know. And then, there, and then I'll go to the fridge and then open up the live again. I'm like, oh, let's see what. Okay. <laughs> I know. I left my phone in the fridge and I couldn't figure out what was happening. <laughs> like, I was watching Vice, like DJ Live, and I was like walking around. That's the beauty of live stream. I don't have to use a club bathroom. I get my own bathroom and I get to go eat like hummus and blueberries in the middle of a club set. But like, I go in, I'm like eating out of my fridge the middle of the night. And then I close the fridge. And I'm like, yo, the music stopped, but like, I hear it. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, where is my shit? And then I open the fridge and like the music comes out. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I just straight up refrigerated my phone and the live stream. It's too hot. It's cool it down. <laughs> yeah, to cool that shit down. But but same. Like the longest stream I've left on, I think, was I I put it like through my Sonos. Like I connected the output of my phone and just left like D nice playing while like I did some shit with my son. Yeah. And it was kind of nice just to have. He was playing family friendly jams. Does he go um, directly into the iPhone or he just goes out the speaker? No, I mean, I think he's he's had his phone just right in front of the speaker. But then I noticed oh, okay. on one of them, he, he did do the direct. And um, then halfway through, it stopped. And you could tell it got all echoey. And I could tell he thought he was doing direct because he's talking in the mic, but it wasn't really working. Oh, uh, that's another problem with like, yeah, with IG Live is that. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. That's that's exactly what happened uh, when I did the uh, the stream in FC. Yeah, uh, I thought it was going through the whole time, right? So I'm like, I'm on the mic. I'm like, Yo, Kenny, how's it, Kenny, how's it sound? Right. Then like, but they're not hearing the mic; they're just hearing. No, they hear this egg. It's like, hey, how's it yeah. going? Oh, and it's like, all, and you're like, yo, it's not working, dude. He's saying it sounds like shit, and I'm like, oh, it sounds like shit, and like they can hear me like talking <laughs> shit, and then he's like say anything <laughs> what you know don't speak it to the mic he's like no everything you're saying like, <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me too like a couple of days ago i was trying to do this live set for blind barber and i was like oh it's recording everything i'm saying like oh god <laughs> yeah not good we're, we're learning we're learning as we go yeah um and yo wait and so the lafc thing do you dj at their games and stuff or what's your no, connection um well i work with adidas sometimes hey, oh okay Hey, and, uh, yeah, so they they uh, plugged me through there, but uh, it was just a a new thing that they're. I, mean, I guess everybody wants DJs to yeah. go. Yeah, so like, right. it was just a new thing. I think the week before they had DJ Charisma and Grace uh, oh, okay. Sinatra. Right, and they week, do their games, I think, or something. I believe so. Yeah. Um, oh. So you know, it was just just for fun. Through right. Mutual homie Ben. Shout out Ben. What's up? What with up, those Ben? Tickets? <laughs> yeah, we'll see when it comes back. I got tickets to go in September. We'll see if it's back. September 2021. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I know. My kid is like so into it, so I take him to the games, LAFC, but it's yeah. uh who knows when that shit'll start. Yeah, I again. see on your stories your kid's like a superstar, man. Basketball, yeah, like soccer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> We've been training at home. We do this thing called technique training and he he killed me yesterday like and we played a soccer game but he trains does all these things he goes up against other kids sends in videos and juggling the ball and stuff has so, he tried djing does he like it 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. He like well from the live stream, he's like addicted. Now every day he's like, let's go again, let's do live stream. <laughs> How many people are watching on Instagram? I'm like, oh god, what did I start? Um, <laughs> But That's yeah, I mean, think about like how the, the you know, growing up in an Instagram yeah. era or like how this might affect kids, like the amount of views you get or something like that. No, he's like, how many are on? How many wrote? How many people watched it? How many people are commenting? I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, he, you know, he DJed on there. He can do little things. I show him stuff, but he's not as interested like as um, as soccer, like okay. he'll practice soccer for like eight hours and like he keeps going he never wants to stop <laughs> it's like i was with djing but with the djing it's not as much but yeah. you know i let him do his thing i bought him a drum set we do whatever i try to i'll give him the opportunity and then if he wants to do it i'm here <laughs> for him if not i'm not so, yeah. gonna be pushy dad it's all good um but yeah yo all right so live streams a day you get you do a few i've noticed i do a million i was trying to learn from them too but i'll go on youtube twitch instagram i'll flip through them and and but it's hard like you said with the family i can't just be on my phone watching all the time right. and stuff yeah i need to on demand that shit i definitely have like watched like every single story there was one day where I was like, I'm going to see if I can watch every single story. Oh my so God. I was just like, <laughs> and I did it. I accomplished it. <laughs> that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. And so how many, so part of the quarantine quiz, how many live streams have you done so far? Let's see. I did. Um, I've done one on my own personal account. I did one on lock and key. Um, oh, oh, I saw that. That was dope. Yeah, that's two. I've done two. I've done three twitches with Dumbfounded, and I've done a uh, LAFC one. So six. I've done six. Maybe I've. Oh, and I did Arena on Twitch, which is seven. I've done quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Wow. And I'm doing one on Wednesday. Park MGM. Tune in. 8 p.m. Hey, 8 p.m. All right. This comes out uh, before that. So yeah. if you guys are listening on Wednesday, the April something. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, it. Tune in that night. Park MGM. Tune in that night. Yeah. And then hopefully you don't get shut down. Deep. Yeah, hopefully. Um, dope. All right. Quarantine quiz. I think this is the last question I could think of. Um, how many times? How many times a day do you open your fridge? <laughs> well right now i'm staying in my girl's house and she she's stocked up like on mad stuff so i open it quite a bit <laughs> all right me too i open it like a thousand times a day sometimes yeah. i don't i just open it i don't even know what i'm doing like i just go in there it's open i look at everything i'm like all right peace out like, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even eat it or drink anything it was like week one it's like all right i'll try and be healthy a little bit and then oh, yeah week two i was like ah oh, fuck it let's i'm gonna eat this and then what is this week? Whatever. I don't know. A week I don't even up. know. I think we're going into week four, right? I did try a thing though for about a week and it didn't really last that long. Cause it's very hard, but I tried to drink a gallon of water a day. Oh, uh, it's so hard, but it's a good place to do it. Cause you can go take a piss anytime. Yeah. And notice I was like taking like 20 pisses. I was like, all right, I'm going to stop this. I've been drinking less gallon. water than ever in my life. I don't know why I keep noticing. I'm like, damn, did I even drink water today? Like <laughs> my eating's all messed up. It's, it's definitely not good. The yeah. health thing too. Like we were like eating like earth balance and like not butter. And then now we're literally just putting like whole sticks of butter into like things yeah. and just doing yeah. anything. I was just cooking. Well, uh, because for me, like 
That's also why I'm quarantining over here. I, I, I'm not really a great cook. I don't really know how no. to cook anything. So. Me either. I'm learning, but I don't know shit. I, know. I was at my house, and then I was like, shit. I, uh, I pretty much order food all the time. My fridge is barren. I know. And uh, there was nothing except for like this old dusty can of Spam. And I was like, I wonder how long that's been there. <laughs> and I cooked it up. <laughs> and then the oh next day, God. I was like, you know what? Let me go to my girl's house and quarantine because... Uh, good idea <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, good idea. I know. No, dude, that I wrote that on Twitter. I think how many things have you found that have expired from three years ago? And you were like, I cooked up this spam. So many people are writing me because I'm finding shit. I'm like, yo, I found all this frozen fruit I didn't know I had. And I look, it was like throw away by 2018. I'm like, yo, it's frozen fruit. I didn't know that even goes bad. I even drank that random Swiss miss like random one single pouch. I was like, well, let's get this chocolate milk popping. <laughs> Yo, everybody has that one Swiss Miss pouch. <laughs> that was like 15. Oh I found uh, like bags of tea. I was like, yo, we're going to make tea. And then I look, it expired like five years ago. I'm like, I don't even know that could happen. Like what, what, where has all this shit been, dude? There's shit like spices. Cause I was trying to cook too. I'm like, Oh, yo, I got oregano. I'm like, oh, maybe not. It's like just dust <laughs> in a jar. I'm just sprinkling dust straight onto my shit. <laughs> um, yes. All right. That's a good question, too. How many things have you found? So you found your spam. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know any other corona question. I mean, uh, quarantine quiz questions. Um, yeah, what about you? Uh, one thing I've been doing, I've been taking my dog has been loving it. I've been taking her for like hour long walks. Yeah. And that's that's a corona thing i guess yeah how many walks i know well we were doing that too like we were taking walks every day and because my son too needs to get out and my dog but then that shit started feeling weird now they're like wear the mask when you go out and walk and i'm like you wear the mask when you go out well no i mean if i go to a i haven't but like in the past few days when i had to go to the store i wore a real mask and the gloves but then we went out for a walk and we put like dinner napkins over our face. Like we couldn't yeah. find anything. We were like the bandits, like with it over <laughs> our face. But then it's so hard. He doesn't want to wear it. And where we live, there's not very many people. So we were just like, if somebody was walking towards us, we went on the other side of the street. It was all good. I want to yeah. be part of the cause and wear the face thing, but it's hard. Like we ordered some shit. So hopefully those come and they're more yeah. comfortable and better. But I know, you know, but yeah, I want to take my dog out more. And this rain's been crazy. It's been raining for like a yeah, week at I know, a time, I know. which has never happened here. So shit's fucked up. Like let's get shitted <laughs> on times two. Yeah. So that's not helping. But the walking, you're right. I've been walking more than ever in my life. Um, All right. Well, Corona quiz. It's been it, it was it was a success. Um, Every right, time I hear coronavirus, well, not anymore, but maybe like last week, I just hear Cardi B's voice in my head. Like, coronavirus! <laughs> can't get it out. I know. Shout to that dude, I Marquis. Like, he's insane. He, that. Yeah. And now he has like a real song with Cardi B that's out, like charting, getting money. <laughs> I, I wonder how many DJs are going to have that in their sampler, like after this is done. Just I know. Well, wait, I did the episode I did with Craze. It was right before all this popped off. So we were talking about so much stuff. And I did this whole thing and I was like, fuck the coronavirus. And, and uh, someone well, made, made yeah, yeah, yeah someone it. made a whole thing out of it. And was and this DJ in India was scratching it. I'm like, this is nope. amazing right now. So That's dope. the power of this podcast. Universal, it really baby. Is. It's awesome. 
Yes. And that's the thing. We're all in this together, guys, wherever you're listening from, like all the shouts we've gotten from like all over the world. Someone wrote me today and he was like, yo, uh, I'm a I'm a DJ and a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I'm in Ireland. And he's like, I would be happy to come on and uh, talk about the like psychological ramifications because I was talking about that with scene. And I'm like, all right, might have to have you on. Let's see. I want to find his message. Yeah, he goes, I'm a doctor of psychiatry and a DJ. Don't ask me how I combine both worlds. And I'm a regular listener. So I'm like, all right, might have to have him on, talk about because... I mean, I've been saying how this is going to affect people like from my kid to us to everything like uh, in some weird way. Just being inside this long, what does that do to a human being that's like social, you know? That would be good to get like a bunch of those, the requests, and then you could do a Discord and like get get four of them, you know, like get this specialist and this field and this guy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Instead of having a full segment. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking. Well, I got to learn Discord before I do that, I guess. (laughs) um but yeah you're right that would be dope um i'm gonna look into that but yeah i wanted to have him on tell us tell us what's up um well so uh you know we've been i don't want to be sorry if i just been rambling (laughs) no no human interaction so (laughs) we're like please touch me me. (laughs) i need the feeling of your voice and the your breath um, <laughs> yes, I need that cool DJ red alert echo. <laughs> I always like the echo on here. It's not like you know BPM bass. It's just, just like, like a dub. Dub. Echo. 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 I think you're doing it. I think it's creating. It's going up by timing, right? Yeah, it's cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was using it on my stream. I was like doing drops. I'm like, ah, DJ Spider. The thing um, though that I don't like about the S9 versus like uh, yeah. uh the 900 is you can assign like effects to the mic channel, which is right. cool. 62 yeah. had that too, which was dope. I know. Uh, I don't like, and sometimes if you don't know that echo thing is there, yeah, it gets fucked. it fucks up. You know, like you're like, why am I echoing? This is all messed up. Um, well, so we've been, you know, talking about the quarantine quiz. I'm not trying to, you know, the whole time talk about, uh, Corona, but that was something I wanted to talk about in the beginning, um, that how it's just affecting everyone, obviously like every industry, but DJs, I mean, it's insane how much it affects us because our literal job is to get as many people together as possible and get them to all do the same things together. So it's it's crazy it's killing us obviously um and i'm sure it's messing up your whole life yeah like, um was supposed to be in uh, like bali maybe last week or two weeks ago in korea nuts. i had a whole thing indonesia run set up it's crazy and so that's nuts that's what i was gonna say is that, like i saw like as this was popping off like you were one of the last people i saw that was traveling to asia back and forth oh man i got out of the way like i think i was probably one of the last people for sure one of your last trips i was like what is this fool doing oh my god like you were going to korea and all these places and i'm like is he not watching the news like you're the only person on the airplane you know what i was i that i was so i was going to uh i think like by the end of february i took like 20 flights or something i'm and then towards the very end, uh, yeah, I went to Korea twice. I went to Vietnam twice. Oh my god! Uh, Thailand, and then the la- and then that was 
kind of before it started to go crazy. So exactly, I remember exactly what happened. I was in Vegas. Uh, it was like a Sunday. I forget when it was, but you know, Eddie Mac sets up a little Vegas run for me. So I do a week in Vegas and then it was Sunday and I was uh, going to go to Korea cause I had to DJ and uh, over there like with, uh, with hood boy on uh, Thursday, right? Thursday. So I got to the airport and then I'm, I'm looking at my phone and it's like Korea, 30 cases of coronavirus, you know, and then I'm in, I'm in the uh, McCarran airport. I'm like, uh, should be all right. 30 is okay. Right. So then I get on the plane <laughs> and then I land and then I look at the thing again when I land and it's like Korea, 900 cases of coronavirus. Oh my like, God. Oh, shit. So then, you know, I was with my buddy. We called up the, we hit up the venue and they're like, yeah, we're going to postpone it anyway. And then I went literally as soon as I landed, I went to the Korean air kiosk. I was like, Hey, uh, what is the next flight back? <laughs> back. <laughs> Just and right when you like, got there. Yeah. When I got there, they're like, oh, it's in the morning. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me get that flight. So wow. they changed it for free. At so least you I got just, your miles. <laughs> and I went, yeah, that's right. So I went right back. And then I intended to stay back because it was starting to get... Oh, so I think Korea and US, they had the first cases around the same time. Right. So, you know, I, got, I, I felt like when I was going to Korea, it was a danger zone. I felt like scared because of all the... Yeah. Press and you know all the, the news on it and everything and the amount of cases they were reporting. So like, okay, I'm back, you know, in the US. Yeah. I'm safe. Um and then I had another because because from that career run, I was supposed to continue. I was supposed to go Singapore and then like Bali and you know, whatever. But right. I could not cancel the uh the Singapore one because it was something that was, you know, in works for a very long time. And I could have, but, but the, you know, the person that I'm working with, shout out to my boy Toshi. He was like, yeah, it, it, it might will ruin you, you. You might not ever be able to play like again, if you do it. And he kept on assuring me, he's like, Singapore is, is safe. You know, I'm looking and I'm looking and I see the case. It's like 70 cases, 50 cases. So I'm like, okay, I've been to Singapore before also. It's very, you know, contained country, very organized. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah. should be okay. So I booked, um, a flight actually the next day, my I, like when I landed, I booked a flight for like two days later. Uh, it was super cheap. It was like seven hundred dollars because no one wanted to fly. Yeah, and there was only like twenty people on my flight. <laughs> and then you know when I got there, uh, like I spent one day in Singapore, and um, I did the show at Sela V, which is on top of that Marina Bay Sands hotel which is the big like ship yeah in the, the it's in the movie uh, crazy rich asians i did that and then i was gonna go back the next day and my but my boy in vietnam was like yo you want to come and play the club here and i'm looking because all we know is like the information that's on the internet so yeah i'm just looking at numbers and I'm like okay well the amount of cases in you know, vietnam and singapore it's quite low it should be you know okay right so I was like, all right. So I just, I called the, the flight again. I was like, let me push my flight back like a few more days. I'm going to do this Vietnam show. Uh-huh. So then I did that. And um, I'm noticing like all the precautions that they're taking in Asia. Because I was I was touring also before that in January and February. And, and Corona was already, you know, something that was going on. Yeah. And I was noticing precautions that they were taking, to, which was maybe why I was so contained. Like when you go, when you check into the hotel, they take your temperature you know, when you Great. get off of the airplane, you go through the temperature scanner. 
when you go to the club, they take your temperature, you know, all these precautions. And I even went to Italy in January too, as well. And, um, you know, I'm noticing that they take, well, Italy did not take precautions. That's why they're right. And same here. Yeah. And same here. Like, why are they not doing the the temperature thing everywhere? And then every single time I came back, I, I would always be worried because it would be like February 15th and excuse me, I'm coming back from Thailand and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, am I going to be quarantined at the border of the, of us? Yeah, like, right. This is rumors. Everyone's like, yo, come back now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, all worried. And then every, I have global entry and then literally it took me like four minutes, five minutes. I'm like, no, there was wow. no problem at all. Yeah. It happened every single time when I came back from Italy, when I came back from like Thailand, Singapore, Crazy. Korea. Wow. So, you know, that, I definitely was seeing them taking precautions in Asia and then coming back and seeing and then nothing. They're not. And they were warning everyone. It's so crazy. Like we're lucky that the thing shows a fever and we could do that. Why do they not take advantage of that here? Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, it's not nothing to joke about. It's, it's very serious. But like, man, I thought I I, I was telling people and it's like I think I had it like maybe in January or February and I got over it because. I mean, you were everywhere that it was huge. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so like maybe they should study my immune system or something. I don't well, know. <laughs> yo, I heard that they're that they're about to come out with this thing. I hope it's true. Um that uh they're gonna hopefully um you'll be able to prick your finger. I don't know if they send it to your house and they test the the blood out of your finger and see if you have the antibodies for it. Oh wow. And yeah, so they'll so- know if, because so many people had it and they didn't even know. So they'll know if you already had it. And then maybe if everyone starts to go back out, they'll know if you're more immune to it yeah. than other people or something. Well, I'm, I'm definitely not really qualified to talk about the subject, but just having visited all those places yeah. before, I could tell you, uh, I think I can understand why they're more successful in, in controlling and uh, containing because... You know, the fact that we live in the USA, we've got our amendment rights. So like, right, right. there's no there's no way that, you know, we're going to be able to do what Korea did or what, you know, right. China or Hong Kong did because they they pretty like in Thailand, for example, my boy DJ tracks from Sugar Club Phuket. Shout out to him. He had coronavirus. He got sick. So I'm looking at his story. They quarantine you in a separate hospital, you know, and right. And they send a text message to like everybody that's in the area. A person that has coronavirus has been in this area in the past 24 hours, you know, and and other things they're doing in China is they're giving like, um, you know, a bracelet that shows like a, you know, a house arrest anklet or something. Right. So those are the type of things that they're using to contain it. Whereas over here, we've got our amendment rights and, you know, U S citizens will flip out like, what the fuck you mean? I can't, you're going to track my cell phone, you know, where I'm going. Yeah. And everyone's buying guns nonstop because they already are thinking it's going down, you know, like it's going to be very difficult. I think to, in my opinion, to contain because we're not able to do those measures that those places in, you know, Asia have been doing. Right. And people are just idiots. Like everyone's like, it's it's because of cell phone signals or something. I'm like, yo, yeah. how are you that stupid? Even some of my homies, shout out to my, to my boy Sam. I love you, but man, he would text me. He's like, what are you gonna do tonight? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm staying home, which is what you should be doing too. <laughs> Don't ask me what I'm doing tonight. That's crazy. <laughs> like, just chill for a minute. It's not that hard. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's nuts. Um, so you, you know, that's what I was going to say. You, you saw it creeping into society. I think you just gave us a good yeah. rundown of how that was, you know, I was doing crazy shit on the plane though. I definitely wore like a mask the whole, like starting from the end of January and wore, I wore a mask, which is very hard to breathe on like a 14 hour flight. I know. And then like, I was doing even crazier shit because someone told me on Instagram, they're like, take Neosporin and like rub it inside your nostrils. So all the air that you breathe, like gets killed before. So oh I was my doing God. that. Like, <laughs> that can't be real, but it sounds all right. <laughs> but you know, I don't, I'm all right right now. So I mean, yeah, maybe. Well, you also said you thought you had it. <laughs> That's true. <yeah. laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Whatever. I'm glad you're good. I'm glad yeah. you're here. That's all that matters. You know what Anthony told me when I was about to do that tour. He was like, you should go and you should get coronavirus and get really sick and then recover so you can be on Spider's podcast and talk about your recovery. Well, and now we're here. <laughs> Except you don't know if you had it or not. Why? You really think you were sick for like two or three weeks and felt like that? No, I was... I mean, honestly, uh, I probably ate something bad. I just had like <laughs> shitty bout. I was like diarying for like mad days. <laughs> uh, you're probably good. I mean, I think everyone has thought they've had it by this point. Like yeah. I've had so many mornings where I wake up. I'm like, oh, that's it. I got it. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I just needed to drink water real quick. <laughs> like, Even when they like uh, would check my temperature when I'm checking in, like to the hotels when I was in Asia, I was like, oh, fuck, I hope I have a good temperature. Like, I know. You're good. I'm like, Phew. all right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> they need those things here, dude. Just yeah. everybody. That's that's nuts. Um, what? Uh, so, I mean, that's insane. And so, obviously, it's been affecting everyone. It's killed all of our gigs. Um, yeah. Is that the main way that it's affected you? Is there anything else that's changed um, about your life? Yeah, it definitely has killed my gigs. I mean, I'm trying to find the silver lining in all of it, which is, I guess, like, I, you know revisiting some of these old tunes, revisiting some music, like getting back on Ableton. Yeah. Fucking around. Um, it's reminding me of kind of like maybe 10 years ago when, when um, me and my buddies started this thing called a knock steady, which was kind of like just us like fucking around on YouTube and, you know, making the most of what we had, which was nothing just like scratching and rapping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of giving me this kind of feeling of like the creativity is going a little bit, but then some days I'll wake up and, and you know, if you put that agenda on yourself, like, Oh, today I must make a mix. I must go live or I must prep, you know, figure yeah. out this three click flare. Then it's, it seems daunting. Right. And then I read right. like, you don't want to do it. And then I read something that was like, you know, you don't every day to, you don't have to be productive. Take it. It affects everybody differently. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's doing different stuff. We're just trying to stay alive and get toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> How many toilet papers do you have? <laughs> I think I got like four rolls left, dude. And I found like a couple, so I, I need know. to read up. It's crazy. I can't. I still can't get wipes, cleaning solution, paper towels, toilet paper, a bunch of shit. I'm like, when is this gonna come back? <laughs> oh, in the stores, you can't find it. No, I mean, at least online ordering. Yeah, I, well, I know I got to just wake up tomorrow. early and go, but yeah. it's crazy. Like Amazon, just okay. make a whole section only dedicated to that or something. I think Amazon's uh, having problems too because some of the workers yeah. had it, right? They were, they were. Right. And their shipping's all late. Yeah, whatever. It's crazy. I know you were in Vegas a ton um, but right before this, and so oh, yeah, you're going to do the Park MGM thing this, this Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. Um, 
And like, we don't even know when Vegas is going to come back. Know, yeah. We had a great night in Vegas. We were there. Uh, Anderson Pack was performing. Spider was in the main room. I was in the uh, bus outside. So, so much dope. fun. I was dope. Dude, that was such a dope night. I had like the best time ever. I, I felt like that was one of my best sets at on the record, just like yeah. feeling wise. Like it felt so much fun. And I was like opening for Anderson in a way. You know, I was like, all right, I want to set him up to just be super good. And <laughs> I remember his, though, towards the end, I was like, you were still there. And you were like, oh shit, like, I forgot like, about Milo that. Le- Milo left me. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, shout out to Mighty Mai. <laughs> I was like, why are you still here? You're like, Milo took off. Yo, I DJ'd till like five in the morning. What happened that I forgot I about all that. It, that night went from the best to the, the worst. <laughs> I looked at you, you look spider looks so pissed. Like, oh, I was like, what am I doing right Milo now? Left like, me. It was crazy. I DJ'd like ten hours. It was nuts. So that night, the beginning part was good. The end, I was like, get me out of here. This is too much. That's the thing with Vegas. There's no ending. That's true, yeah. It's just like just goes which i mean i miss vegas i was just thinking about it the other day i, I really miss it i know but. i know it'll the silver lining is we won't take a lot of things for granted i guess after this you know just yeah all that you know but uh it'll all come back we'll all be back in there but it, you know we'll see i don't know maybe they'll have to everyone wear masks and take the temperatures or they're gonna need to do something because man i like I was reading even uh, Hong Kong said that um, yeah. I have homies that own clubs out there. And I said the second wave of coronavirus is causing closures in nightlife. I saw that. They just opened up like barely a couple of weeks ago. Now closing down again. So, And I got people hitting me now. Like we want to book you May 2nd, like all this stuff. And I'm like, are you <laughs> sure? Like, and they're like, yeah, it's Ooh. over April 30th. And I'm like, but I don't think that you just go right to a club the next day, you know, like, yeah. Because I think they're going to have to stagger it to coming back. And there's so many things. I mean, but I guess people have to keep going and trying to hit the dates by the marks. And then we'll just keep pushing back if we need to. Nothing's canceled. Everything's just postponed. Unless there's some really surefire way, like at the door, they hand out masks and gloves to everybody. and then Yeah. Like, but then what? You're drinking through a mask? Drinks come in a vial and you like yeah. snort it. Or I don't know. <laughs> you can't take the mask off. Like... Right. I don't know, man. It's going to affect nightlife. It's going to affect yeah. everything. Like every it industry really is going to be affected. Restaurant industry. Oh, yeah. No. It's nuts. Um, so what? So on the live stream setup, like what's your live stream setup right now when you do it from where you are? Um, well, right now I'm at my girl's crib, which I have my secondary setup here, which is okay. uh, just the text and the uh, S9. But you have another spot you were doing live streams from, yeah, so right? At that, at that place, I have another S9 and uh, and one uh, CDJ uh, 2000 Nexus 2 because I'm lazy. I don't want to bring, like, rather than own a controller, I'd rather have just, I'd rather, well, I do own a couple of controllers, but it's much simpler for me to just have one, an S9 and then uh, a one CDJ and just instant double and drag it because, right. I don't know, I'm not, uh, no hate to controllers, but. I, I used to use them a lot, but I just, it's, it's kind of no, weird. I, I feel you. For me. Yeah. You know? No, no, it makes sense. Um, I've been, you've been practicing a lot on the CDJs too. Yeah. I've been trying to just force myself to practice on them just because I want to have that comfortable feeling yeah. of the same way I am on turntables. I know it's possible. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. That's what I did too because, um, so, oh, shout out to uh, our mutual homie. Uh, JR, DJR. Yeah. We did a, a video together for Pioneer maybe like 
two and a half, three years ago. Oh yeah. And then through that, yeah, through that video, they gave us some gear and they gave me, uh, me like 900 and, um, yeah, Nexus two and then the CDJs. Oh, dope. and then I just had it sitting for a while. And then I was like, yo, let me just make this my main setup and familiarize myself. So like, right. You know, for the past like year and a half, two years, like that's all I've been practicing on. And then actually since I've, came here to the quarantine like i just started practicing with turntables again so you know oh dope yeah that, that's i've just been forcing myself to do it you know like you just it, it's just like anything you just have to get the yeah. feeling you know the the thing yeah. of it how long did it take you to feel comfortable scratching on cdjs or it took me about a year to really be like i can i can kill it on these things but like right um Mixing was way quicker, like two months, you know. Yeah, mixing I, is better. I do it. I do it differently. I don't, you know. A lot of people nudge here, but like, right. I've got kind of fat fingers on the CDJ, so I'll accidentally nudge the top. I hate that. It happens to me too. I'll click the CDJ button and then I'll I'll scrub through it like that. If you know that little vinyl CDJ button, right? But what do you mean? So if you put the CDJ button, it no longer reacts like a, a vinyl mode. It, you know, you you if you spin it like this, it scrolls through the track faster. And then if you go like this, you know, it slows it down a bit. Right. Similar to how you pitch bend like on the. So, so when you click the CDJ mode, then you can still use that sideways thing. But if your finger touches it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't stop. So right? then you just touch the whole thing. I just touch the whole thing. It's it's probably the same. I probably use that As method. Grabbing because I'm, the a, I'm a pincher. I'm, me too. I'm me too. Spindle. I'm so that's probably why I do it. that method on the uh, <laughs> straight pincher style. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, me too. And I had to get used to doing that side thing. And then I always, once in a while I'll hit it and it fucks my whole mix up and I'm like, yeah. ah. So try that makes, one next time. Oh, okay. But you have to, if you get too drunk, you'll forget. <laughs> yeah, you have to remember, to, but it becomes habit just to click it off and everything. Right. It's just one of those muscle memory things. Like, yeah, you got to just but, keep, but get in the habit. Speaking of the spindle thing too, that's the reason why I can't use phase because- yeah, you know, uh, it's difficult to for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not I a know. light glider. I had or, to just make myself get used to touching the outside yeah. and just do it. Or, but I grab the record. I'll just I'm better at touching the record or pushing it forward. Um, but on the CDJ, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's dope. Uh, what um, that's amazing. Uh, oh, I also say that's amazing on this podcast five million times in a row. So <laughs> you get a counter every there. Bing. That was probably like my ten billionth. That's amazing. Um, that was the first time I noticed. <laughs> I know because I try not to do it. So it's amazing that I'm not doing it. Uh, all right. So your live stream is just between those two spots. You're able to do it. Um, yeah, and then. The other spots, if I go live on their account, um, right, we'll do it from their DJ booth. You know, obviously right. the business is shut down, but yeah, you will do it at the lock and key booth or you right. Know, they let one or two people in, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. like you know the owner and his dog, right. <laughs> we'll have a pizza. Um, what? Um, so you know, we said before you do. I mean, you're a scratch DJ in the sense that you're really good at scratching <laughs> and obviously you've been practicing and, and doing sessions with people forever. Right. I mean, Thank you, buddy. um, but also you do nightclubs, you do bars, you do, uh, private events, you do corporate gigs, you tour DJ for people. Um, you know, similar to me, I feel like I hit a lot of those type of things. Um, yeah. and I try to just be well rounded and versatile with whatever I'm doing. Um, and so I see that in what you're doing too. And like, 
um, I end up getting so many crazy stories from a lot of these private gigs I do. Yeah. I know you did the um, Snapchat CEO's oh, yes. uh, wedding. I do have a funny story about that. Yeah. What? I don't, I I don't know if you can tell it or not, but if you want to talk about it on here, I'd love to hear. Yeah, so um, well, I had to sign an NDA. So I, I won a tech company that well, I was DJing at their their wedding, and um, okay, I already said it though. You want me to cut that out? That's all right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right, and cool. uh, so basically, what happened was uh, it was a beautiful wedding. It was at their house, and um, you know the liaison, the or the the organizer, the coordinator. She, she's like texting you when you're in front. So, you know, I go over there and the ceremony's already going on. And then they're like, I go and do like the, you know, fingerprint scan, whatever. And yeah. then she brings me up. She's like, oh, go wait up in this room right now. They're still doing the ceremony. Come up here. There's someone here. Um, <clears throat> this is Jay, like, you know, and it's just right. chilling there. And then it's kind of like the green room, but it's like their living room or whatever. So uh-huh. we're waiting for the ceremony. I'm just chatting up the guy. He's got like a guitar. He's just kind of like strumming along. It's like me, 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 my mo, me, me. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, you, uh, you sing or something? He's like, oh yeah, I'm just doing. There's someone that's singing right now downstairs, and uh, I'm just gonna join her for one song. You know, when they're ready. Right. Cool. And then he's like, you ever get nervous? He's talking to me. Yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I start like coaching him because I think he's nervous. I'm like, oh, don't worry, bud. You got this. Like, you know, I've <laughs> DJed for this family before. Great family. Like. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> and then I start like getting chummy. Like there's like, you know, uh, so, some drinks. I'm like, oh, they got the 42. They got the good shit. You want a drink, buddy? <laughs> like, you know. Right, right. Talking shit. And then the lady texts me. She's like, yo, Jay, Zoe, uh, start coming down. They're ready for you. So, you know, I start walking down the stairs together. And then there's like at the bottom of the stairs, somebody like with a guitar, like ready for the guy to put his arm through and just start playing and sing the song. And I'm like, oh, look at you, my man. I'm like, oh, you ready to go? You ready to rock it, bro? <laughs> he puts us in it. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Mraz. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I was like, I turned like beat red. And I was like, <laughs> turned to the lady. I was like, why the fuck did you tell me that was who that was? <laughs> like, I'm over here coaching him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's know? hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's I was so super funny. embarrassed, man. I went and hid. Like, I didn't want to see them when they were done. I went and hid. And like... <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. dude but who knows i don't recognize people all the time you don't I know <laughs> but and we get put in those situations i was doing like a fundraiser for like this super wealthy kind of school and all these super famous rich powerful people are out there and i'm back in the green room similar kind of thing and they were like oh some of the other artists are going to be back here with you and i'm like all right so like i'm back there and then this dude walks in I look and it's Patton Oswalt, the comedian. Wow, yeah, yeah. And good. he, then some other famous actor guy comes in, they're practicing their monologue. And I'm just like, okay, now I feel weird. I'm like looking through my Serato and I keep looking back <laughs> at them. And then finally Patton Oswalt looks over at me and he's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm the DJ. And he goes, Oh, you're the DJ. He goes, okay. Okay. He goes, I was wondering, you're just some guy sitting there on a computer. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening right here? We're practicing. I go, no, I don't want to bother you guys, but I'm enjoying listening to you practice your monologue. So, and then he was like, 
He's like, I'll tell you something I learned. He goes, I used to be a DJ. And I was like, what? And he, yeah, he goes, I used to be a wedding DJ. So probably not. I don't think he was having like cut sessions with Rob Swift and Patton Oswalt. (laughs) But he was like, I used to be a wedding DJ. And he's like, what I learned is that if an, the, any event planner that feeds the DJ is a good event planner. He's like, if they ignore you and don't feed you, then they're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, Cause I had this big ass meal, like the best food ever spread. And he's like, so you're getting hooked up. I'm like, I know. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you, you end up in these weird situations, right? Where you're like, okay, who am I talking to? What is happening right now? Well, usually also like, uh, I have like a couple of homies of mine that, um, I, I, I guess mooch is not <laughs> a nice way to put it, but a couple of friends of mine that like to uh, enjoy the uh, fringe benefits, you know. Yeah, of, of course. Me too. DJ. I'm like, come with me. Yo. Yeah. So I'll do a couple of these things and like, you're not supposed to bring anybody, but like I'll bring like one or two yeah. people, you know. Yeah, of course. And then when you get there, like, all right, here's your credentials or whatever. So I did, um, I have a funny story about this one guy and yeah. my buddy Devin, he came with me. I was, it was a new year's party. It was at the Staples center also for uh, Snapchat and uh, Drake and, and Diplo were like performing. And I was, I was like opening DJ from like nine to 1130. Right. But with our, with our credentials uh, it allowed us to, you know, go anywhere. So I'm finished with the, with the DJing. And then my buddy Devin is like, yeah, you know, I've already been trying while you were, while you were DJing to see where this bracelet can take us. He's like, this one will take us out of everywhere. Don't worry. <laughs> so like, all right, I'm following him. We like go through like the basement of the Staples Center around here and there. Yeah. And then we end up, he's like, yeah, come in here. I was in here earlier. And we end up in like Drake's dressing room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then like, I'm, I don't want to go in there. I'm like too shy. I'm like just kind of in the cut. Yeah. And he, he's really a chatty dude. So he's like chatting up the craft services, everything. And then like, you know, all the, everybody's there. And then they go for the pre-show prayer. And I see my boy Devin in in the prayer with like Drake doing the prayer. And I was like, no, guys got balls. (laughs) That's the best. That's so dope. But afterwards, I was like, Devin, you need to tell him that you're with the DJ next time. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That's so funny. That's amazing. I know I've had situations like that too. Or even, oh my God, we had one time where I was doing like, um, Dre's Hollywood like before it came to Ve- but before the new Dre's Vegas it was like on top of the W Hotel oh, yeah, in I remember Hollywood yeah. and they would have uh, so many people in there and this girl was coming up like yo I'm Rihanna's assistant um, she wants she loves your DJ and she wants to hear these songs or this song I was like shit alright so I was trying to like incorporate it the end of the night they're like yo Rihanna's going to party up in the the sweets um and wants to know if you got if you want to come i'm like yes so <laughs> i'm with my cousin shout out to chris vanger vangerville he's on he has his own show called uh the shane show all right but uh he's like i'm like yo come with me he's like come with you he's like what am i supposed to do i'm like just act like we do this all the time that's all you got to do <laughs> so like we roll up there and we're just like in this after party with like rihanna and her friends and we're just like all right we got to act like we do this all the time and hang with these people so it's all good yeah. so like you know they're rolling up like mad blunts i'm like damn i can't believe like her and her friends smoke as much weed but like everybody's just doing whatever and we're talking about music and, and he's hanging out he's like and he keeps looking at me like, what the hell are we doing? You know, and, I mean, I don't know. We met like 
uh, some stuff I probably can't say, but yeah. like basically it's that kind of shit where you're just like, how am I in this situation that night is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave it. Uh, a lot of the, we met a lot of crazy people that night, but yeah, crazy. You just end up, you're like, how am I in a penthouse with Rihanna and her friends at three in the morning, like drinking and smoking and it's, like, it's what the, is going this, on? The DJing stuff is just crazy where it leads you all this is like, it's the truth. Band. How do you deal with um, like if celebrities give you requests and stuff? Does that happen sometimes? How, how, uh, any funny sto- stories? I have a funny story about. Oh my that. god, I got so many. But like, I got, you know, look, I want them to be happy. I want everyone to be happy at the party. I'm gonna listen to them. I'm gonna be cool with it. I have, I have like this Bill Murray story that's the best. Oh yeah, yeah I, I heard like, that one before. That, I I told it on Road Podcast. Um, you got to but, give it up, right? Yeah, I mean, I could tell like the brief version on here, but like, cause I've told it before, but basically, yeah, like I'm DJing this super crazy Oscar party in Hollywood and I see this older looking dude dancing and nobody's dancing with him. And I'm like, is that Bill Murray? It looks like him. I'm like, there's no way though. He ends up coming over. He's like, can you play this song? I start playing it. The, the, um, actually, no, he, I forget what happened in that part, but he came over. He asked me just to, play play whatever they um they come over they go we're shutting it down we got to turn the music off and i'm like yo bill murray just came over he wanted to ask for a song and they're like we don't care and i and then oh no here's what happened sorry rewind so basically he comes over he goes i want to hear a song i go uh they told me they're gonna they're gonna shut it down and i can't play any more music he goes if they come over to you um i'll protect you and I'm like, Bill Murray's going to protect me. All right. So I go, okay, sounds good. He leaves. They come over. They start saying it to me. He sees it. He comes over. He goes, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I, I asked him to play, keep playing and keep people going. And uh, they were like, but Bill, we got we to gotta turn the music off. And I'm like, damn, he's actually protecting me. And then they go, um, okay, listen, Bill, you get one more song and that's it. And he looks at me and this is like glint in his eye and he goes, can you play Marvin Gaye got to give it up the extended version? And I'm like, Oh my God, he's a genius. Cause it's like a 14 and a half minute song. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And they look at me and they're like, that's it. That's it. Okay. The security and the manager walks away. I start playing it. Nope. He's dancing with the girls. Five minutes go by six minutes, seven minutes, the security and the people are looking at me like, what are you doing? He's still dancing like nine minutes. They come over. They're like, turn it off. Whatever you do. He comes over. He's like, you said one song. This is the one song. I mean, that's it. I'm like, dude, he's such a fucking genius. So they end up going, we don't care who it is, just turn it off. I turn it off and I'm looking over for him and he's not even there and he's just already like trailing away like in this hallway going towards a elevator and I'm like, that was insane. Like, how did that happen? But I've gotten in fights. Like, I had this, one of the ladies from, uh, I don't know, she's she's from one of those Real Housewife shows, but she's like one of the most famous ones and she kept coming up to me at this party it was like really rich powerful people and it was going really well i knew what i was doing and she's coming over going you need a no one's dancing oh my god I you're cha- you're changing the song too fast and i go i know what i'm doing i'm here for a reason like leave me alone so she goes if you play empire state of mind everyone will go crazy it's like all the same things anyone says that's annoying, you know? And I go, actually, they're all dancing right now. I don't know what you want me to do. She goes, no, this sucks. Nobody's dancing. No one's into it. And you're changing the song too fast. And I'm like, bitch, oh what my the God. fuck? So she goes, I'll give you $1,000 if you play Empire State of Mind right now. So I'm like, all right. Bert. 
record skip <laughs> empire state of mind give me a thousand dollars so put it on she, she go it, well put it on same shit people like it but they're not dancing anymore or less it's no difference she goes look see and i go <laughs> see what i go it's the same thing she goes you don't know what you're talking about you're crazy and i go you're crazy of course she doesn't give me one dollar let alone a thousand dollars and it was totally fine i was like All and finally i was out. like <laughs> i can't <laughs> i had to sign ndas on this one too but i was like i was like finally i just told her to her face i was like leave me the fuck alone i'm like i know what the fuck i'm doing you don't you got your world i got my world just get the fuck out of here you know we got in a whole <laughs> argument let's but, do our nda stories but <laughs> no but cut them out no i got crazy i got two other nda ones i don't even think i could tell on here <laughs> maybe one day i'll tell you outside of it i got a funny uh request uh story this is why i didn't have to sign an nda so it's when i can okay, tell good. <laughs> but i was um i was djing at soho house and i was uh playing oh this is before wasn't uh, i think when you came and visited me we were, we were playing down in the room that yeah day. yeah that was fun yeah that was that one of the was first fun. times i saw you, you DJ. be up there where the chandelier is that's where right. it used to be and it was kind of maybe it was like five, six years ago or seven years ago but it was like kind of just like lounge cool vibes whatever so you know yeah. playing loud shit i'm playing i'm playing like prince People are dancing and shit, but it's not. You're not going out. It's not a club. Right. So I'm playing Prince, and then fucking, uh, some, so, like someone walks by, and then, you know, it's towards the end of the song. So I mix out. I forget what I play, but I, I changed it. And then she doubles back, and she's like, "Oh my god, that was like that was Prince. I love Prince. I wanted to exit on that on that song." And then I look up, and then it's Mariah Carey, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Yeah, well, what, what do you want to hear? Like, you know, I love you. I'll play whatever. Then I'm sorry, you know." I, didn't realize right you wanted to exit on that song and even if that's a thing but she's like oh uh she's like uh she wanted to exit the room on that song yeah that's unbelievable <laughs> so then so i was like play what what, what, what do you want to hear you know you're mariah carey i love you a big fan she goes play fantasy featuring odb <laughs> she like shook her hair like that and then walked off that's amazing <laughs> featuring odb <laughs> She, she did like the radio yo you know i know that's true because i did this oscar party yeah. and there was like everyone ever there and like all this crazy shit happened but i'm djing and this dude comes up to me and he goes mariah carey is walking in and you can play her music now and i was like <laughs> wait does she want me to play her music he goes yes she wants you to play her song as she enters and i'm like so it's exactly what you said and i played that song fantasy with featuring odb <laughs> no but it's funny because a lot of these places that have the, the, these like kind of unspoken rules yeah. Some places which are like don't call attention to the people. So yeah, like of course. obviously I'm I'm playing fantasy and then like fucking three staff runs over, like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And I'm like, oh, she requested. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. She wants that shit. Like yeah. they were, yo, that night I did that party. I got a pretty funny story I could tell. I mean, yeah. this <laughs> let's hear it. Let's, let's yo, well, just that that whole night was just insane to me because it was like it was an Oscar party right the night before the Oscars. And I mean, everyone ever was there, but I'm DJing and I just hear like in front of me, like so many people were standing in front of me. And so I was trying to sort of play to them and see what they liked. Yeah. But I just, I'm looking down for a second. I hear, <laughs> and I look and it's like, I look up, it's just Seth Rogen, like laughing with somebody and like, I was like trying to hear their conversation because they're right in front of me. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. But then so many things start happening. And all of a sudden, like Ray Liotta ends up in a conversation like 
with the same way you had your arm on the turntable. <laughs> Yo, he had his arm on my DJ booth, Oops. and the DJ booth had like a piece of wood that was blocking the the turntables to sort of make it look nicer, you know, yeah. like almost just like sitting there so you couldn't see the wires and mm-hmm. stuff. And so he's sitting there. He has a glass of red wine with ice, oh, no. which is weird. <laughs> and he yeah. has it just sitting there. He's talking. He's Ray Liotta. He's very Ray Liotta. Like, he's like, this fucking guy comes in and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you want to come over here? No, I don't want to come over here. What's that stuff? And I'm like, just trying to listen. Like, this is unbelievable. So then he starts talking about some music thing. And I hear them talk, and and the answer to their question that all three of these people could not figure out was Jackson Brown. And so they're like, but who's the guy in the group? Who's the guy in the group? So he goes, hey, I bet you this, the, the DJ knows. Hey, hey, he asked me, and I go, Jackson Brown. He goes, there we go. So he goes, see, the, the he goes, what's your name? So then all of a sudden, I'm in the conversation, and he's, I'm like, spider. He's like, I'm like spider. I keep saying spider. He can't understand what I'm saying. I end up having to give him my real name. He like t- he's like, oh, okay, okay. So then he starts talking to me in the conversation with them, and I'm like, am I supposed to be DJing? What's happening? But he's very like this with his hands, using his hands, yeah. like, hey, what the fuck? And he goes, so that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. Boom! Hits the red wine glass with ice. It tips over, spills onto the whole DJ booth, but not onto my equipment. That that wood thing was there. And it goes under. So, like, it goes under the turntables and under the mixer and under the wood thing. And he's immediately like, oh, fuck. Uh, all right, I got to fix this shit. And I go, no, no, it's fine. I'm sure people that work here will, will figure it out. He goes, no, no, I'm getting towels. I'm getting a napkin. I'm, I'm going to fix this. I go, you don't need to fix it. You're Ray Liotta, dude. <laughs> So he he ends up getting all these towels and he starts mopping up the stuff. Dress shirt off and like uses it. Yeah, everyone's looking at us. It's so weird. He's mopping all the stuff. It looks like I'm like making him do it. I'm like, yo, you don't have to do it. He's mopping. He looks at me. And he goes, he goes, okay. He goes, pick up, uh, pick up the wood. And I go, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I don't, he goes, pick up the wood, pick up the wood. I'm gonna go under. I go, no, we don't need to pick up any. And he just like stops and gives me this look and he goes, pick up the fucking wood like he's gonna murder me and i'm like yes, okay <laughs> and so like i pick it up and like you know when you pick up something that has like liquid like red wines just dripping down off of it he's mopping it all up at this point like the event planners see us and they're like what are you making ray Liotta do and i'm like i'm not doing anything <laughs> So he ends up mopping it all up and then they come over. They're like, Ray, Ray, you need anything? He's like, another glass of red wine with ice in it would be fucking nice. And I'm like, okay, great. So he ends up getting it and then he just ends up chilling there the whole night and just talking to people. He And he kept saying shit. He goes, because they had specifically asked me to not make people dance and don't play like hype stuff. Don't play anything new. Don't play Drake. Just play like those are the weirdest gigs, right? So weird. Those yeah. Speech. I even got a speech of play music from the 1950s and don't mix it and make sure there's silence between the songs. I was like, what kind of DJing is that? <laughs> those are like those soul crushing gigs. They pay you yeah. like seven times more than like that was what it was. But I got these stories out of it. And then they go, he goes, he goes, I don't understand. There, there's all these beautiful women here. Why aren't you playing music to make them dance? And I go, well, they don't want me to do that. And he goes, just do me a favor. Put on a disco song. Let's see what happens. And so he's going through my stuff, trying to find a disco song. I'm like, all right, I'll do it for you. So I put it on. 
And he goes, and he goes, look at those girls. They're going to start dancing. Watch this. So I put, this is Ray Liotta thinking he's a DJ. So I put it on and then they don't dance. And he's like, okay, you're right. I see what you're saying here. They're <laughs> not going to do it. Like, and he's just like analyzing DJing and like all with this Ray Liotta voice. I was like, this is the weirdest, best night of my life. So that was it. And then he left. He's like, thank you so much, Oliver. Like calling me by my name. I was like, okay, cool. So really weird awesome. things from these parties. So I feel like, like we should write these stories down as DJs because it, like, I forget you all have the, to. Like, the Mariah thing, like probably this, you know, story. I, I always forget, like we've done some crazy shit and yo, so you got to write it. it down. Uh, Mr. Best DJ, Mr. Best. Um, he does some of the craziest things and like me and him will tell each other stories after the gig of these and they're unreal. Like he has so many and he's good. He writes them down. And yeah. I mean, he has same, some of these most insane stories that we can't even tell, you know, like it's, it's nuts. I have a couple of NDA ones. Animate but, them like, you know, like that. that, that well, funny enough <laughs> that was, years ago, me and uh, DJ city and I had this whole thing and we have one episode that never was released of that where we would tell the stories and we animated them and i had yep. shout to adam in vegas adam dj you know oh, yeah, um, adam. Yeah, what up, adam? he yeah. did all the drawings yep, yep. and uh we had morse code told this amazing story and we animated it and uh so i want to get back to that maybe we can animate these stories and yeah, get someone out there these are these stories are hilarious. all you animators at home you got time if you want to do all it might be able to hire you on after this. Or maybe we can DM one of those accounts that always DMs us. It's like, if you need any animation. Hey, <laughs> I do cartoons <laughs> if you did. How do yeah. those people exist? So, I get so many of those. I know. What the hell is that? I even that? got this shitty email today from like uh, from uh, something. And it was like, yeah, for a promo for Instagram. Like, yeah, for every single thing that you put on your Instagram and they sell, you'll get 10%. I'm like, oh you know what? How did you get my email? I'm not comfortable with this kind of promotion. I'm getting so many of those too. It's nuts. Um, that's crazy. All right. Well, I got I got a bunch of other stories too, but I'll I'll tell you some other after, yeah. or we'll get to. We need a part two. We need to we need to do a part two. Just crazy private event <laughs> yeah. stories on here. Um, all right. Well, let's let me um, hit some of these people from the internet. Um, I got people on Twitter and Instagram asking you questions. Twitter wasn't okay. as strong. Instagram, we had some good ones. Um, right. Sorry, Twitter guys. I'll. Uh, oh, actually, here's some funny Twitter ones. Uh, someone wrote, um, Funkhausen wrote, uh, when playing peaches and cream, do you slam it on the one and double up the intro or mix it in over a chorus of the previous track? okay that's very specific i'm like is that your boy just asking a specific thing no, I, is that your friend i think i saw that too and i was like maybe that's no i don't know what friend. that even means exactly um, well what, i mean where it's that, boop, 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 that one you know, intro i mean i probably i use the intro it in, uh if you want or you could just you know press the cue point to bring it back or you could just loop it with the four right. bar loop or i, I do think the using cream I typically mix it with a. Doesn't it go put a little bad boy or something? Oh, like. that's, that's a dance with me. Oh, uh, yeah. What am I talking yeah. about? I, I mix those. But I mix it with those two. Me those too. two sound good <laughs> together. But I think with peaches and cream, I do the. Uh, I, I bring it in like this with the, with the low pass. Oh, okay. So, because it's kind of aggressive. I, I think that's how I yeah, do it. True. Yeah, true. That is All a right. very All particular right. question, though. Yeah, very particular. <laughs> I thought that was like an inside joke with your friend or something. Um, all right, let's see. There's a bunch, so maybe we just jam through them. What's your dream setup? Uh, what does that mean, setup in terms of Probably gear? DJ setup, I would assume. 
Um, man, you know what? Man, people are gonna fucking shame me, but uh, uh, oh, let's see. I, I would like to have an S nine that has the sound card of the nine hundred, and also maybe with the knobs for effects of the nine hundred. Still with these effects too, because I like these. Yeah, I love it. And then with, but it happens to be four channel, this imaginary mixer. Right. And I've got two turntables and two CDJs on it. Boom. That's my setup. That's tight. Yeah. Like a 900 S9 hybrid with four turntables. Yeah. Pioneer makes enough random shit. They they should make that. Yeah. Hit your contact. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have JR hit him up. Trying to been trying to get Jr. on this podcast, but he's uh, it's like easier to get like Barack Obama. I feel like than him. Like I don't know what his deal <laughs> Me is. Me and Jr. had a create another crazy like NDA uh, thing where it was something was there, and they wanted us to do a battle, but it was pretty much I think it was Sony. So they needed us to only use Sony theme songs. So like I, they they came at me with a, a proposal. So I obviously they needed somebody else. So I obviously picked the best ones. That's like, yeah, give me Ghostbusters, yeah. give me fucking Seinfeld. And then I right. left him with like, you know, um, what is that? Uh was some shitty ones. I'm sorry, JR. No, he had men <laughs> in black though. <laughs> but anyways, uh That's that was funny. another funny story because afterwards we were done, we were in the like the VIP area or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. and fifty cent was right there. And then JR's like, oh yeah, I know, I know 50. <laughs> so we went over and then like we're talking to him for like 10 minutes about like Mayweather and about like boxing. And then uh when we were done, JR was like, Oh, he totally thought I was somebody else the whole time. <laughs> but That's he, he so was funny. Like, he, I guess he had uh 50 came to his club in Phoenix. Right. Like, when they opened or something. So that's how Oh my god. No, dude, everyone used to come to that club. I used to play Pussycat Lounge with JR like 12 years ago 15 years ago i mean so long ago and i mean so many crazy things happened in there remember like i brought my my wife now who was my girlfriend at the time came with me and you know we had not been together that long and mike tyson was at the club and he posted up right neck out right next to the booth and outside the girl's bathroom so She's like going in the bathroom, but coming out. I'm like, first of all, please don't harass my girlfriend. Also, don't ask me for a song I don't have and punch me in the face. Also, he was not like, not that Mike Tyson has ever been chill, but he seems way more chill to be around now than back yeah. then. Oh, back then, yeah. Bulldog. That night, like some crazy shit happened too. Like I, in the news, like I think he got arrested for cocaine oh, wow. in Arizona, all this crazy shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that club was legendary with JR back in the day. Um, but but he was supposed to come on this week, last week. He's like, I need a haircut. I'm like, everyone needs a haircut, dude. Come on. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> type the comments. At, find his at. I think it's DJR. Yeah. Right? DJR. Tell him to come on. We yeah, need come him. on. We need DJR. Um, all right. Next question. Oh, that question was from Tony K Films. Um, good oh, job, Tony. He's the guy that runs our Twitch. Oh, okay. Let's there see. I'm about to, uh, Maybe I'll follow him then following him here we go tony k you're not even following me buddy i want to see your twitch setup um all right (laughs) um lucky lou the homie from vegas what up lou he says this is really introspective um if you were from (laughs) if you were from mars how would you solve earth's current problems wow man that's an elon musk type question 
if I was from Mars, how would I solve <laughs> Earth's problems? Jesus. <laughs> Lucky Lou was smoking a joint with that. Another brain buster from Lou. Uh, I don't man, know. <laughs> I have no idea. I would okay. like, I would come in and abduct like some humanoids and then transplant them to Mars. Isn't that a thing that we're doing anyway? So yeah, you know, it's we'll not some Elon Musk. That. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lou, you're tripping us out. You're on mush- He's microdosing out there. Um, all right. Will Zoe be coming back to NYC after the beer virus is done? And why is he so damn good on the tables? That's official quest. Official K quest. Official K quest. Hold up. Official K quest. Mark, um, will I be coming back to New York? Yeah. Come I will. On, he's coming you back. Know, I got to. We were supposed to go there. Um, I was supposed to be there maybe three weeks ago, Dumbo House, uh, uh, so in Dumb. Dumbo. But um, you know, obviously, it's very dangerous there. So yeah, uh, why am I so nasty on the scratching? Well, I don't know if I'm that nasty, but I practice <laughs> a lot. And how long have you been DJing, like as a whole? Uh, I started scratching um, in '98. Okay, because I was in eighth grade or '97. Yeah, uh, seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, I started scratching, and okay. I didn't really DJ. I, I just scratched probably from, you know, eighth, ninth grade up until like eleventh grade. Right, I was kind of a loser. I just scratched. There was a thing called pal talk, and I would scratch on there. I only right. had one turntable too, and then in twelfth uh, grade, like, you know, it, it was cool to be a DJ or whatever. People found out that I scratched, so then I was like, oh, let me try and learn to mix. Right. So then I started DJing like house parties in 12th grade and uh stupid things like when you're a kid like uh, like church events like wherever you can a, a kid can do something that you know yeah whatever that kind of stuff you know whatever sport sporting events yeah and then i went to college in virginia tech and um i really learned to dj from the radio there from like one of my og homies uh c sharp um this is pre-serato so we were this is right when the cdj came out that allowed you to burn like a hundred songs on one yeah. CD. You remember that? So it was as, like, because it was as an MP3 CD. Yeah, MP3 right? So it was a game changer, but he was kind of a, a old head, like OG. So he didn't really fully understand how to use that technology. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of explaining it to him and he was DJing all of the like black fraternity parties and like all the, you know, or student organizations and the radio. Yeah. So that's where I really learned to uh, DJ was in college. And then, so- Serato came out, I think, when I was a junior or a sophomore in, in college. I don't, I forget what year. Do you remember what year it was? Two thousand three or? Uh, so oh, Serato. I think it came out two thousand five or it kind of. Oh, yeah, I remember there was Final Scratch and it was really shitty for a while, and then Serato yeah. came out and it was good. Right. And then that was kind of a game changer. And then I I moved to California. And I linked up with uh, some rapper homies that were like doing these underground tours. Right. And I was doing those, man. And those were really dusty and crusty. But shout out to, uh, you know, I'm talking like 50 bucks a day, like touring right. the U.S. in a shitty like Oldsmobile or a Volkswagen. Yeah. Well, those are some fun times, though. But um, yeah. I definitely learned to DJ more of those because the pre-show before the rapper goes on, then you have to play to the crowd. Right. And then, so I did a lot of that. And then, the, and then, um, shout out to, uh, you know, Lyrics and Dumbfounder. Those are the rappers that I worked with. We st- then we started to tour. They became popular. We started to tour internationally. 
And then maybe uh, six or no, maybe seven years ago, there's a place in uh, Koreatown here called uh, the Lion Hotel. Right. And then um, that used to be something else. But then the chef, Roy Choi, turned it into kind of a, uh, there was like a, a, not a nightclub, but it was like a lounge and then a restaurant and stuff. Yeah. And that's really when I started to DJ full time because he was like, yo, um, you know, do you want to be the DJ here and help curate the program and get it going? And then before that, Koreatown was not really a place where people would go. There was no break room back then or anything. Koreatown was known for like places to eat Korean barbecue or you know, have a boba or, you know, right. whatever, go to karaoke. Yeah. We, we were transforming, you know, the, the scene over there. And then uh, Roy left that and went to Vegas. And then, you know, I came with him and I met up with uh, Houston Brothers and uh, Sean Christie gave me a chance and Roy gave me a chance. Dope. And I've been in Vegas for about a year now. So it's been a, a journey from the underground shit to the scratching to, you know, the club, everything. That's a great story, though. What was your connection with Roy Choi before that? Man, you know what? He was a fan of uh, the group that we were that I was DJing with, Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. He's, okay. Because Roy is a uh, a big fan of like the L.A. the rap scene. He's big of like dilated peoples, like Babu. Yeah. And all those guys. Um, For sure. He's in tune with with the rap. So actually, I didn't really know him. I was in uh, Yogurt Land on La Brea and Third. And he was there. He was like, yo, DJ Zoe, right? I was like, oh, yo, what's up, dude? And he was with his daughter. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, yeah, it's, it's me, uh, Chef Roy. You know? I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, Chef Roy? What the fuck? Who is that? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's the the Kogi guy, you know? Right. And uh, man, Roy is like a man of the people. He's a great, great dude. I, we became close friends after that. And he's just 100% like put wears his heart on his sleeve so you know That's big great. up roy he he got, helped me out a lot in vegas too so he's yeah he's amazing i mean he he does so many great things for the community great chef dope great taste in uh <laughs> djing and yeah. music i mean all the music at best friend is so ill like you said i noticed there was so much la underground hip-hop which is what i grew up yeah. on i grew up here and that was i was in groups and i wanted to be dilated peoples more yeah. than anything you know <laughs> so um the fact that that's the the soundtrack of his restaurant just makes me want to sit in there and never leave oh, yeah. yeah so dope yeah that's that's super cool um what uh all right let's hit a few more questions from the yeah, internet the yeah, internet <laughs> what Sorry for rambling, but you know, no, no, that's what we're here for. Weeks, (laughs) I know. Um, I know that's a thing. These podcasts have been longer than usual, but I'm like, yo, we haven't talked to anyone, it's the only time we get to actually connect. So let us go. Um, but I, I know, but that that's so dope. No, I wanted to know. I didn't actually didn't, I knew you had a connection like that, but I didn't know the exact, the exact story in the way that it went. That's super interesting. Um, okay, IFTW. Um, image, image from the wood, from the image from the wood, shout out, super amazing DJ and scratch DJ and all that. He says, uh, oh, he has a, he, oh God, he has a lot here. Let's see what's happening. Oh. Um, he said, Anseto Molina. Oh, Aniceto Molina. Aniceto Molina. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a cumbia song. Uh, you know, <laughs> 
I don't know. I think he trips out because I, I'm actually I'm half Filipino and half Italian, but I look like Hispanic. Some people always <laughs> think I'm Hispanic, but um, yeah, you were killing it on the LAFC uh, oh, stream yeah, with thank, that. Yeah. So he, so I, I think he said that because I think he trips out that I know that song. But the only right. reason I know that song, or uh, uh, it's La Cumbia Sampersana, I think La Cumbia Sampersana. Okay. Because I used to DJ like fucking. 10 years ago or maybe even longer at a uh, Virgil middle school <laughs> and after school, like middle school yeah. maybe it was 12 years ago. Yeah. 13 years ago. Anyways, it was hella long ago. And uh, I mean, I had no job. I wasn't teaching clubs. I was doing these, those $50 tours. And then like yeah. when the tours done, but I was like, Oh, I need money. So right. we have an after school DJing program, teach the kids and the kids were all into that kind of cumbia and all that kind of crazy, you know, um, uh, music that their parents were into. So I've got like a sick cumbia and salsa folder. Crazy. So I think that's probably why he said that. Just trips okay. out for that. Well, he has a bunch. Let's see. Uh, he said, proper question. How did you develop your style of jumping up and down in tempos? Oh, I was going to say I'm jumping up and down on the DJ table. How do you learn to jump up and down? No, uh, yeah, tempos. I do the same thing. And some people like it. Some people don't like it. But I love DJing like that. Yeah, I, I really love DJing like that. And how did I develop it? I would say ADD. Yeah, uh, me too. I don't know. Just wanting really, to play this and wanting to play that, right? But I really enjoy a feature that I've been fucking around with lately on the CDJ that I really love. And I don't know, some people might roast me for it or not, but this is the only what? time to use the sync. Is I'll put it at the ultra pitch on plus or minus 50, and then I'll drop it down to like minus 38, and then I'll have the other song going in here, and then I'll sync it. And then by using that, you know, adding it from up to 30, let's say we're at like 70 BPM and I'll bring it all the way up to 110. I'm making my own transition tool, you know, but I'll yeah. try to grab it on a part of the song where there's not a lot of, you know, drums, like, you know, like throw some more, throw some more, throw, it's kind of acapella, throw some more, throw some more, throw some, throw some, you know? Yeah. And the, that is another way I've been able to like drastically go in between BPMs. But also the ways that the methods you talked about, like having your loops ready to go or just I've been even slamming the reverb, like the reverb out of something and then like me scratching too. it. It's you know? the best. It's yeah. better than the echo to me. Like, And yeah. if you hit the reverb on the perfect time a little bit before and then yeah. pull it out and then you drop and then you have time to then drop the other thing perfectly on beat and, of the other beat. So it feels like it's on beat, even if it changes tempo. Yeah, yeah I, or even the sampler, it. like um, with the S9, they have the sampler cue, and then I'll, just, yeah. I'll put the uh, effects right here, and then I'll just tighten the echo. So I'll be like DJ, so, 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 and then like you know, drop something. Right. Wait, but you, wait. What do you mean? You you loop. You're looping it, and then what? No, if you press this one right here that says sampler effects on, yeah. and, and then you just tighten, you just tighten the echo. So I started at like half, and then go to one fourth, one eighth. It doesn't really grab it but it just tightens the loop to that right echo. so it's like so so so, 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 so. oh and and you're pressing your your sampler dj zo dj zo dj oh tight see we're learning like, things here i, I didn't know i that. enjoy doing that too like really aggressive like in your face but it's not noisy right <laughs> yeah tastefully done or skillfully done yeah <laughs> um dope what um what's your favorite city to dj in and why well you're world traveler so that's that's a lot i'd say the u.s uh besides hometown of la I w and i would maybe consider you know 
Vegas is also not hometown, but that's where I DJ quite frequently in the past year. So excluding right. those two places because obviously I love those places. Um, I'd say New York, man. I fucking love New York. I know. I love New York so yeah. much. Yeah. Dope. Um, and where do you play in New York? You play Dumbo Soho, you said? Yeah, I played uh, 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 Soho House, Meatpacking, Soho House, and Dumbo. Play uh, Fat Buddha, Lower East okay. Side. Uh, played Lava before. Played Tau before. Tight. Um, a couple other places. Can't remember. Oh, when we were touring, we did all those like uh, SOBs and uh, Highline Ballroom, Mercury Lounge. Oh. Uh, some other ones. What's the uh, what's the biggest? Oh, that was coming from Chow. I don't even know. Erica. <laughs> Chow Erica. Um, I can't read it. Sorry, but sorry, Erica. Uh, IFTW has five million questions. What's the biggest thing you've learned professionally in your DJ career? The biggest thing I learned professionally in my DJ career is. Um, and you have to have a good attitude. Like I have so many tons of skilled, skilled friends. I mean, obviously, like if you do have skills, it's going to, you know, fast track your ability to get there. But, you know, you got to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, to meet, meet the right people and, and, and be able to talk and um, yeah. just have a good attitude. Like, you know, I have a lot of like uh, older well, not anymore. Now they're using Strato. Uh, shout out my boy DJ Counter-Strike. <laughs> but for a long time, a lot of my OGs be like, fuck Serato. Fuck Serato. Right. You know? So just having a good attitude will help. I'm not I saying agree. that Counter-Strike said that, but Counter-Strike, I DJed with you and you were using Serato. So. <laughs> you're in. You're in. You've been infected with the Serato virus. <laughs> um, dope. What... Um, Okay, we got Kenny. He says, where and how are we going to celebrate after this quarantine? I mean, does anybody Kenny know? Kenny Yim, that's my boy Kenny. Is it Kenny Yim? Yeah. We're going to celebrate Kenny in Bali. Kenny Yim, what up? Celebrate in Bali, let's go. Yeah, we were supposed to DJ there. That's probably why I put that. La Favela, <laughs> shout out to Scratchy. That's where Dope. we'll celebrate. All right, I want to come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who are your favorite Scratch DJs? Rated R said that <laughs> damn if you if i wish you didn't tell me because then i would have told you rated r but since he's <laughs> asking the question uh he's not he's, he can't be my favorite but man rated r is one of my favorite scratchers for sure all right go pee uh, so like, i like destruct from new york of course yep. he's from he's here amazing. actually but he lives in new york Serato. um i like a lot of my pal stock homies from back in the day Empo is really sick oh yeah um Man, a lot of the European cats, they, I, I'm drawing a blank, you know. And, of course, the OGs, like, you know, Hubert, the, the Junkies. Yep. Shout out Babu. Man, Melody and Chalk are, like, my favorites these days. They're, like, machines. Yeah. Especially Melody's, like, routines that he's putting on Twitter are just, like, fucking outrageous. Like, I know. You know. <laughs> he makes it look so easy. So good. It's insane. Tight. What? Um. All right. Let's see. A few more. And uh, some people are just asking me to listen to their song. I'm saying I'm not. Doing <laughs> that. Um. You don't want to plug them real quick. <laughs> definitely not. Some girl. Hi. What do you think of my song? It sucks. <laughs> um. All right. What do? You, what does "bang bang" mean in Zoe Serato? <laughs> this is definitely oh, someone that knows shit. you. That is someone that knows me. Okay. "Bang bang" is like it's going to indicate. Well, bang, like one bang. 
is like a banger. It's shorter, shortened okay. for banger. Okay. But then bang bang is like, damn, that is the motherfucking slapper right there. Like okay. bang bang. Motherfucker bang, that bang. Goes, bang, bang. You know. But <laughs> okay, then good. It, it just I, I don't know what it means, man. It just it, <laughs> it means super look banger. Look, look it means a banger look. of bangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um all right, that was DJ Midas Touch. Midas, what up, Midas? All right, let's see. Uh, this person wants to know just why don't you answer your phone? <laughs> uh, well, I don't answer my phone. Well, if you're calling me right now, it's because I'm doing a podcast. Who it's is ASAP, it? ASAP Hanswell. Oh, what up, what up, Ty? Because you try to FaceTime me, bro. I don't FaceTime nobody, including my Yeah, girl. don't just FaceTime people out of nowhere. It doesn't matter if it's quarantine. You got to hit me with a text. And you know what? I meant to text you back, but I totally forgot. <laughs> you should text me. And be like, yo, I think I might FaceTime I you. you. And then I'll be like, yo, I'm not going to answer that FaceTime. Just call me. And Thank then we're going to talk. <laughs> See, this is etiquette. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, let's let's get a few more. And um, then we probably got to get out of here. What's the most fun memory that you've had DJing? I mean, we've talked about a lot of that. If you want to answer, you can. Most fun memory? I, I don't know. But something that like. Something I'll stands out. Stand out is like case. just meeting Jay Z through DJing. Like, oh, tell artist. us about that. Uh, oh, Jr. was there too, and Jr. talked to him for a while too. But uh, I, I worked the closely rapper with rapper connection. <laughs> I, I worked closely with like um, Solange Knowles over the years, uh, just DJing a bunch of their parties and some family stuff, and like Dope. I met, started DJing a bunch of their family stuff, like her son's birthday and stuff like that. Amazing. And uh, you know, I run into like. Beyonce and Jay Z, like, see them, you know, after like four or five times, they'd be like, oh, the DJ looks familiar. Right. Like, you know, just talking to Jay Z, although I'm, I was fucking like starstruck and, you know, I could not speak. I was like, I love you. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. I usually don't get like that, but it was funny because I was DJing uh, Solange's son's birthday and then Blue Ivy came up to the uh, DJ thing and was like, can you play I'm in love with the Coco? And I was like, Sure, I have the clean version. Like, why not I'll play it? So I played it, and then and then Jay Z comes over, and he's like, "Is she bothering you?" And I'm like, "No, she wanted Wait, the who, song." Who, like, who I love would you. come over. Who Jay-Z, came over? And... Jay Z came over. No, but who was who asked you for the Coco oh, song? The daughter, Blue Ivy. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't hear. Oh my yeah. god. So so um, that was really cool, you know. And That's then, amazing. And then Jr. was there, and of course Jr. was more composed. He was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go on him and say." He's like. Hello, Jay. I've been playing your songs for 20 years. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, damn, you were composed, man. How did you do it? And Jay-Z's like, I know. <laughs> He's like, every DJ plays my shit. That's, a, that's so funny. That's the second Jay-Z story we've had on here. DJ Equal had a, DJ Equal had two Jay-Z stories that could have went hand in hand. That were pretty hilarious on his episode. I got to check that one out. I yeah, it's good. It, they're, they're pretty funny. Um, what, um, what's your favorite city to DJ in outside of the U S outside of the U S man. Um, I love DJing in Ho Chi Minh city, Vietnam. I just, okay. actually, right before all this started, I was going to announce a new residency over there at my boys club, uh, commas in Saigon. And, um, I went there about, I've DJ there about five times now, but we were going to do like bi-monthly or every other month. Um, and I love DJing there, man. It's the whole team. I, I, I really like Southeast Asia because you can take more chances. Like some places, like when you DJ in 
like China or Macau or you know right. Hong Kong, the type of songs that work are like I got a feeling, you know, right, right, or like Slow Ride Low, which is like you know you don't really want to play those, but if you want right. to get booked again and you want to make the you know owner happy, then maybe you'll play those. Yeah. Whereas in the Southeast Asia and Vietnam and the other places, like yeah, do your set, do it, do what you want. The people are receptive, so you yeah. know, really enjoy it there. Tight. That's from Discover Koreatown. Yeah. So you got all of Koreatown asking you. Yeah, I said, <laughs> hit up Spider for all the questions. <laughs> Killing it. It's dope. What up? So, 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 like with the um, celebrity, let's say the private event or the celebrity gigs, like, do you consciously have a way that you go about getting those gigs or keeping them going? Or is that just something that is sort of come into your life um it's kind of come into my life but i've learned and my boy cal from vegas put me up on it he's like you better check in with your clients like at all times like let's say for example you've got a really good you know facebook contact or you've got a really good contact at google or you know like the oscars or, or whatever it is yeah. you know you, you make that time to like call them check in on them you know how yeah. are you doing during this quarantine or like you know even before quarantine right or bite or whatever, or just little gestures. Cause then, you know, they have these events and this, uh, and then they'll start to think like, Oh, we've got, you know, DJ X, Y, Z. Oh, you know, I just talked to Zoe recently. Right. That's how I've maintained a lot of those relationships over the years. Just, you know, make sure you check in and don't treat it as just a one-off, you know? Right. So, what about, um, like the international club gigs? Yeah, exactly. Same exact thing. And my boy Lou is the one that put me up on game about this lucky Lou. Um, which I don't necessarily totally agree with in all the venues, but he told me, he's like, when you go to a place, he's like, don't try to get creative. He's like, just play, play the bangers and, um, you know, drink with the owner. And I don't agree with the first part because I, I always like to get creative, but definitely drink with the owner, become chummy with the owner, you know, make a good impression, yep. do your yep. best, like do really well. And, and, that's not to say that I haven't bombed before, but I've been invited back. Like Macau, I had like one of the worst sets of my life ever because like the advertising Why? is like hip hop night, but in, you know, Macau hip hop means Ed Sheeran, you know, or Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's a different right. definition, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, that was a difficult one, but <clears throat> just maintaining the relationships, checking in. And a lot of the stuff too is uh, we, we, like when you go to certain places, there's going to be certain people that are, you know, controlling who can play where. And if I think Sean Christie said it, like you got to, it's like that ride at uh, Disneyland. You got to be like this tall to ride. Like, you know, that's like the DJ bar. If you could DJ, you know, at those, at that level, then like you can get booked, but it's on you to see to how you talk to these people and like how you make an impression on these people. For example, with, Ve with Vegas, like we got our good friend, Eddie Mack, he helps me out incredibly at DJ like five or six venues, you know, every month because of him in Vegas. And then the same thing in Thailand. I got my homies, uh, Bangkok Invaders, DJ Ono, DJ Buddha. Yeah, shout out to Ono. Yeah. I've hung with him before. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, these are the couple of guys that are booking in Southeast Asia. So just becoming friends, establishing friendship. and Right. In these times of quarantine, sharing like quarantine memes with the homies, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Building a camaraderie, you know? Right, right. Those are all super good points. I think people sort of like take for granted or almost seem common sense, but they're not, you know, if you don't go about and do it. Yeah. 
even like when you go to the club, like, you know, so the, I see my boy Lou do it in Vegas all the time. That's why he's yeah. always so busy in Vegas. Um, I always ma- almost make fun of him. He'll be going to like the bouncer. He's like, hey, Joe, what's up? How's yeah. your mom? And then he goes to like right. the front door. He's like, I told you, you break up with that crazy motherfucker. I told you it's crazy. They'd be like, yo, how's your cat? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you really like- know everybody. He's like, bro, this is how I do it. Like, I, I know everybody. You know, stay busy. And, like, yeah, that's like the Mark cool. Wahlberg technique. Yeah. It's like, how's your mother? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You got any, uh, I think we're going to get out of here in a few minutes, yeah. but I mean, you've told us so much, but I also feel like there's so much also that we didn't even get to talk about from like the, you know, just getting more in depth in the, the tour DJ you do and um, all your residencies and all that stuff. Um, do you have any projects you got you know going like through this time or after this um I, i'm doing the stream every uh friday 5 p.m with dumbfounded okay. on uh, uh twitch.tv slash dumbfounded live all right so, dope i can't wait to see that yeah that's cool like multimedia like we just talk shit on each other and then i roast people and they call in with sound effects and then i dj a bit Amazing. So that's something kind of new and um just a, just a bunch of other little project scratches on, on people's albums and dope, you know, but, uh, I'm kind of like, don't want to do a mix because I have two. That was another question I saw. Like I have two strikes on SoundCloud. So like I'm kind of terrified of where I should upload a mix. I have like four of them ready to upload, but I don't right. know where to put them. I think Mixcloud looks really ugly. Like the UI yeah. just looks ugly. To me. Right. And, uh, you know, I could put it on my website to download, but then you can't see how many, there's no like this many people downloaded it or so. Um, you could put it on po- Apple Podcasts. You could put it on podcasts and it won't get pulled. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, wow. At least for now. <laughs> I have to try make, that. make the Zomano podcast and then, uh, and then just, just eat oh, straight up mixes and, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I see a lot of people do it. Um, and SoundCloud seems okay with it, but I don't know. But but also SoundCloud, I I've uploaded a bunch of stuff that they've pulled in the past few months, and they just pull it. They don't give strikes. Really? Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I got I do so many blends things, mixes, take them down. But it just says no strike. You don't own this, but they don't give you the strike. I don't know if that's just my account. Or Maybe what, it's because I posted a mix that had the Beatles and Drake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's true. Mixed together. <laughs> Mixed together. <laughs> Um, dope. All right. Well, and everybody can find you online at Zomano. That's it. Z-O-M-A-N-N-O. Please send me some messages. I got some yeah. free time. <laughs> hit him. Hit him. He's got lots of free time. Hit him on uh, Instagram, Twitter. All not that. Twitch yet, right? You got dumbfounded as the uh, Twitch. Yeah. Well, I have a Twitch, but I'm not active on it. But okay. Do. Who knows? We'll Soon enough. I'm take. sure if they follow your Instagram, you'll post everything yeah, send, there. Send me messages on there. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. You got anything else you want to tell the people or up and coming DJs, uh, advice for them or anything? Tell any advice for up and coming DJs. Uh, I do have advice. This is from my boy, Anrev, in Singapore. And uh, he's part of DJ City's team also. And he was, he asked a question to our, our tour manager, out, one of my tour managers out there, my close friend, Toshi, about how to, you know, start beca- to DJ internationally, DJ more places. Um, you know, and I, I couldn't think of the answer at that time, but I, I've been thinking about it and you just really, you, you have to get it popping in your own city first. For me, the, how I was able to go into Vegas and go into international is because 
Um, you know, I, I, I put on for Koreatown for a long time. I helped did yep. my own party in Koreatown. And I think a lot of um, other DJs, they, they want to ho- just hop into it, but you, you should s- start in your own city, start with your own party, have it pop in, and then you're going to get the recognition and be able to tour. Or, or and Rev, you're coming up for it. Win the title, bro. That title. You can win that title for the, uh, what is he in? Uh, the Red Bull. So Yeah, that's true. So that's the one way you could fast track it. But, you know, that's what I would say. Just put on for your city. Right. But even well, I feel like everyone that has won a three style has not fast tracked anything. You know, like yeah. they're all some of the dopest DJs that have worked for 10 to 20 years to get to that point from Four Color Sacks yeah. to Jay Espinosa's. Yeah. Um, but in a way, it fast tracks you to be worldwide. But but I think, you know, that's uh, I think. Getting it popping in your own city is it, you have to pay the dues yeah. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, wasn't directed to you, Anrev. It was just was uh, inspired. So. <laughs> inspired by you, so you're inspirational. <laughs> yeah. All right, dope. Well, yo, DJ Zo Zomano, thank you so much for coming on the Twenty Great. Podcast. Appreciate I really it, appreciate bro. it. Yeah. We had some amazing stories. We had some insightful things. We had the quarantine quiz. This is by two showers now. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna lower the shower amount after this. No, two per day. (laughs) Oh, you're gonna up it. (laughs) Damn, take it to the seven. Who's hitting seven showers a week right now? I don't think achievers. You. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, All right, this is also the longest podcast we've ever done, so I think that's a good sign. Thank you so Um, much, Sorry we went long, guys. Yeah, sorry to the editors, which is me. But um, yo, thank you so much. And shout to everyone, everyone that helps us out. Shout to Anthony, shout to Vlats, shout to Edwin, shout to Quickie, shout to everyone at DJ City and Beat Source. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Beat Source is the team and DJ City. Um, and the 20 podcast is produced by Beat Source and me and those guys I just named. Um, join us next week for interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs and all types of shit, just like we did today all right dj zo on the 20 podcast thank you thank you brother see you guys hold on soon. let me get a little flick real quick of us dude. oh let's do this flick it yeah Hi. thank you brother appreciate you my man <laughs>